Get me Steven Spielberg. He's unavailable. Then get me his non-union Mexican equivalent. I miss you more than Michael Bay missed the mark. When he made Pearl Harbor I miss you more than that movie missed the point And that's an awful lot, girl And now, now you've gone away And all I'm trying to say Is Pearl Harbor sucked And I miss you Welcome, film nerds, to Geek Salad episode 101. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Bay. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. And we are here today to talk all about movie directors, our favorites, some of their their best, their worst, maybe some of their essential filmography. In between. Oh, there is tons and tons and tons of stuff. And a few honorable mentions. Oh, absolutely. So, um... Let's just kick this off with Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes, Hello, Geek Salad crew. First off, I want to say what a great time it was recording Geek Salad's 100th episode. I hope it will be as fun recording the 200th episode around the year 2020. Really think it's going to take us that long? Oh, you know what? No, he's right. At this rate, with six years... He's totally right. It'll be 2020. 2020. Yeah. He was a math major. Holy sh- Yeah. <laughs> he's good for something. Yeah. I, think, I think we should Chris Murray, ladies and gentlemen. 2019 just to, just to screw it, Chris. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so here's uh, three of Chris's favorite movie directors and their favorite movies from them. Tim Burton. He is known for his dark gothic style, and he uses the same actors in almost every movie. Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, Danny DeVito, and the same composer, Danny Elfman. But when you hear that familiar score at the sound of the movie... You know it's most likely a Tim Burton flick. No, actually, what was it like? Either that or the sound of Andy masturbating. Oh, Tim Burton! Because always Danny Elfman did most of his music. Well, actually, can you name the one movie that Danny Elfman did not score for Tim Burton? Ass Patriots 5. No, and it's not Comfort Cocktails 9, either. What? Wow, I'm even I'm taking a pack from that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's um, been abusing the paper. Was it Sweeney Todd? Mm-mm. Alice Alice say, no, Danny Elfman actually did the um, kind of the incidental oh, okay. arrangement. What was that last uh, Frankenweenie? Nope. It was um, Ed Wood. It was it? It's oh, Howard Shore. Okay. Who did that? I like so yeah. Um, I like Ed Wood. Chris continues to write. We know you do. <laughs> My favorite movies from Tim Burton are Beetlejuice, both Batman and Batman Returns, Ed Wood, and Big Fish. Big Fish is an interesting movie, and I love watching it over and over because it has a great story of reconciliation between father and son, and the visuals are stunning. They are, actually. Well, originally, um, Tim Burton was going to be on my list, so take a little time to talk about that. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. You, yeah. you found somebody else, right? Yeah. All right, yeah, there you go. No, there wasn't, you go. Actually, no, it wasn't right. Tim Burton wasn't on my list. No, he's on my list. I'm though. surprised he didn't mention his finest film. Which is? 
well, that he had something to do with it. I, I should. I don't think he. I don't know if he directed it or not. I, but Nightmare Before Christmas. Henry Selleck directed uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. but that. But, but had, you know what? That I mean, had Tim Burton. That, yeah, like, no, that's Lord. like that. Like right. fell out of his ass. Right. I mean, come on. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I love Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. That's like a movie. Yeah. What would, all right, round table. What's your favorite Tim Burton movie? Directed? Or? Directed. Directed by... Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. The first one. The first Batman. All right. Uh, Batman... No, it's not Batman. I'm sorry. Beetlejuice and Play at the Wood. All right. Mr. Gossi, I, I know you're very busy, but um, can I have your autograph? Certainly. You know which movie of yours I love, Mr. Lugosi? The Invisible Ray. You were great as Karloff's sidekick. Karloff? Sidekick? Fuck you! Karloff does not deserve to smell my shit! That limey cocksucker can rot in hell for all I care! Edward. Alright, I gotta go with either Ed Wood or Edward Scissorhands, because I love them both. Andrew Scissorhands is one of your favorite movies. It is one of my favorite movies. I love that freaking movie. Um, what about his worst movie? Mars Attacks. Okay. Yeah. You know the funny thing is, upon a lot of viewing, I kind of see where he was coming from with it. Well, I think it was just, a th- again, it was like, it was like a, what, he was kind of using that throwback yeah. to those classic alien Cheaply monster made alien movies. So that was movies. the whole idea. A lot of people so I like was, that movie, though. You know, it, it's not. It wasn't the, it's effect, not it wasn't the effects that bothered me. It was, it was, the dialogue just, wasn't that good. Yeah, it was kind of cheesy and stale. It's, it's almost like he just kind of threw it together and hey, hey you yeah. know, guys. It's also you just kind of watch it from the, in the background. When, whenever, whenever Tim Burton does a movie, though, you can tell it's a Tim Burton movie. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Because you hear oboes. When you yeah. hear oboes, <laughs> it's Tim Burton. To me, his worst movie is Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Ooh, okay, that, yeah. yeah, that one. Which ew. is also his highest grossing movie. That thing made a billion dollars worldwide. From director Tim Burton, the inspiration behind most Hot Topic merchandise, comes another corporate-mandated post-converted 3D reboot that this time inexplicably made over a billion dollars. A billion? This is why we can't have nice things. Well, that's Isn't it weird, this? though, that Johnny Depp looks like Madonna in that? <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks like Madonna. Which, which era Madonna? Current? Current grizzled meat. Current, you know, arms are all like... Gollum you know, arms. Gollum arms. Gollum arms. To be fair, it probably is his highest grossing movie because he had all the Disney money backing it. Uh, when, you got, when, you got, when you get Disney money backing it, you make money. Well, you know what it is? No, you know what it is? is Disney in association with Johnny Depp. And I think that's what. And that, that was still, Johnny Depp was still riding his high. He hadn't hit his like. Alice in he hadn't hit yeah. Lone, right. He hadn't hit the Lone Ranger kind of. It's, right. it's a Quit. classic children's tale reanimated or redone by a incredibly well known and successful director with a high end cast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you just I mean, Tim Burton directing Alice in Wonder, it seems like it would make perfect sense. But I mean, you, would, you he, he put plot where they're expect where you expect it's insanity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, Alice in Wonderland is supposed to make no sense whatsoever, and he gave it sense. I mean, you didn't want that. Yeah. Was so, Helen of Autumn Carter in it? Actually, wait a minute. I'm going to talk about one more movie he did. All right. The Planet of the Apes remake. Oh, oh, yeah. I just looked it up. I, just I think that up. one takes the Planet cake. Of the Apes. Actually, hey, Monkey. That's worse. Hey, that one Monkey. Takes yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely worse. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Mark Wahlberg, uh, Helen of Autumn Carter kiss was just like, 
creepy. Oh. It was just, you know, it's like I said, it's, one, it's just one of those things where it just didn't work. And of course he's got like 50s jungle music <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> Just waiting for some guy in a cheetah long cloth to come swinging by. <laughs> oh, look. But, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, it felt slightly racist every time the monkeys went to no. berserk. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, you, the funny thing is, too, is get. I mean, obviously, Tim Burton likes his grape soda. <laughs> oh, my God! As many, um... I mean, that movie also has as many, like, ham-handed shout-outs to the original movies. Oh, yeah. It's like right, it's just little all ones. of the Expendables yeah. movies combined. I mean, he even see, it always looked like he used the same uh, makeup as the old ones as well. Pretty much. I just remember, I was like, it's like, okay, this is okay. This could have been worse because this originally was supposed to be Cameron and uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Which would have been terrible. <laughs> damn dirty ape. <laughs> Sorry to monkey. Have oh, a banana. <laughs> You're so appealing. <laughs> just watching Schwarzenegger get, uh, like, you know, beaten up by a bunch of CG monkeys. <laughs> Who put the dogs out? It's not right. They're not dogs. Oh, shit. You're the body, Cornelius. <laughs> I, I say the dogs to make them dogs. All right, so moving on, uh, number two on Chris's list is Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe's first movie he directed is one of my favorite movies of all time, Say Anything, the iconic 80s movie for not only the boombox serenade scene, but also for some great quotables. If you really want a shot at getting her back, stand outside her window, hold a boombox over your head, and play Peter Gabriel. Took that from me. <laughs> um, I do, I do okay. love that song, though. Other other favorite movies directed by Cameron Crowe were Almost Famous and Jerry Maguire. Too bad Cameron only was the writer for Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but that would have also been included. All right. Who directed Who directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Uh, Amy Heckerling. Wow, yeah, her. Yeah. But uh, say, I mean, say anything is is a perfectly serviceable yeah. '80s movie for the guy that really thinks that he's really good with women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. um, I think it's dribble. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's, I can't it was, stand it. It's mo- it's so modern. I liked in your eyes. Yeah, I do like, but it's Terry. He's a kickboxer. I'm supposed to believe that John Cusack is a kickboxer, <laughs> which actually, strangely, he is. I don't care. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't I don't believe he is now. I didn't think, see it. No, I didn't think John Cusack really hit his stride until the nineties. No, 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 no. That's tough. Cause I like his '80s stuff, but we're talking about camp. We're, we're, we're talking fidelity. about High Fidelity yeah. was just on today, and that's a great movie. I love that movie. But we're, no, I mean, we're you know talking... what? I think yeah, he's an asshole. I'm gonna clothesline him in that. I can't stand that. <laughs> um, um, you know what? I think no. underrated has always been singles. Yes, and it's it's okay. underrated because no, the soundtrack is yep. so kick ass. Yep. People forget how good the movie actually is. And it's a right. very good. It's one of the funny. One of the hardest I ever laughed is when. He's having sex with Kara Sedgwick, and it cuts to Xavier McDaniel. Yeah. I just go out and just play basketball, good hard-nosed basketball. Things happen throughout the course of the game. It's nothing you can do. Uh, I don't go out to look to say I'm going to beat this guy up or beat that guy up. Anything else, X? Yes. Steve, don't come yet. 
but realistically, almost famous really should be what Cameron Crowe's remembered it's for. It's his best movie. It that is, is yeah. Hands yeah. because I think Jerry Maguire is dribble as well. I like um, Jerry Maguire. Oh, you know what? There's a lot of people who love Jerry Maguire. It's so a, this isn't yeah. a Winwood. Jerry Maguire. It's, 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 it's got it's, some quotes, and that's pretty much I'm not, it. I'm not saying it's a great movie. You know what it is? If it wasn't shoved up everybody's corn right. shoots for so long, it would be fine. Because if you yeah. strip away all of the publicity... And yep. all of the show me the money crap. Oh yeah. God! It actually is. A, there was some alone. very funny and if you, Well, with, with you though, I mean, right away with Andy Cruz is in it. That just just knocks it down a notch right away. But with there's you. one even. I never once felt that he loved her. That's kind of the thing. It's a romantic. It's a romantic movie. But I never once felt. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one worse than that. Vanilla Sky. Oh. I would, oh, I think yeah. she saw it in a theater. That was. Awful. I don't even know. What, I I still don't even know what it was about. Neither do I. I remember, tech support. Tech, tech support. support. Yeah, exactly. Tech. Like the only thing. That, the only thing. I remember my wife and I we were dating at the time. We watched it and we looked at each other at the end of it and we went, eh. The only thing mm. I remember about Vanilla Sky was that Tom Cruise drove a, six, a bitch in '68 Mustang fastback, and that's it. And you're a Mustang. Guy, and I'm a Mustang so. guy. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> leave it to Joe to remember what car was in what movie. I'm not gonna say it's a great movie. I just thought, yeah, it was, it was, it was entertaining to me. It was fun. That was all. That's fun. I, I do love the story of Bruce Springsteen driving down like Hollywood Boulevard, listening to the radio, and all of a sudden the um, Wicked Garden um, super mix came on. <laughs> and it was like because back in they, the, the song itself is kind of like dull. Yeah. It is a dull late '90s Springsteen song, yeah. and they tried to spruce it up by throwing dialogue from the movie into it. And oh. Springsteen apparently is driving, and he's like, "Huh." <laughs> Nobody ever told me about this. It's Ronald Reagan all over again. <laughs> I'm gonna write a song about this. <laughs> the dust bowl was dirty, <laughs> and the sky was shitty. His name was Jerry. <laughs> all the baseball writers love me all day. Who is it? Dan Roche. Dan Roche loves. Bruce they all do. Yeah. So uh, finally on Chris's list we have uh, Zucker Abrams Zucker that team Zaz, otherwise known yep. as Zaz. These three directors are legends to us Gen Xers. All right, Chris, you're losing points for referring to us as Gen Xers. Yeah, you suck. You, yeah, they created some of the funniest movies ever made. Basically, all the Zaz early movies were comic gold. Kentucky Fried Movie. They only they had only written it. John Landis directed it, but it was uh, in the style of the Zaz movies. Airplane, Top Secret, the Naked Gun movies, and the Hot Shots movies. In my book, these movies were the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, and gentlemen, then, and I then found, they hit the odds and they just tumbled and I found, crashed. I found well, we found Top Secret on Amazon Prime the other day, and we were like, "Yes, it it still holds up." I think. Well, that's good. I haven't watched it forever. I was yeah. hoping it held up. You know what? Um, because I remember you and I were when we were little watching Airplane, yep. and we we for the first time saw a blob of shit hit the fan. <laughs> yes, and Andy and I <laughs> lost our minds. We were laughing. Well, no, you know, you know, the first movie I ever saw a pair of tits in was Kentucky Fried Movie. Of course. Oh, okay. It's, it's no, like, course. wow! <laughs> Actually, I think it might have been Airplane for me. <laughs> Big Jim Slade. My grandmother. <laughs> this record no, no, comes no, equipped no, no, with no. Big Jim Slade. Former tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. And the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln. <laughs> was it Shadow Stevens? <laughs> well, you know the beauty of Airplane is, especially Airplane. I mean, I love the Naked Gun movies. I love... The Hot Shots movies. Um, I love Kentucky Fried Movie, but Airplane did spoof in such a clever way that you'll never see again. No. 
You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. You are Kareem. I've seen you play. My dad's got season tickets. I think you should go back to your seat now, Joey. Right, Clarence? Oh, he's not bothering anyone. Let him stay here. All right, but just remember, my name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton in the near up and down the court for 48 minutes. No. You really will never see. I mean, every fucking epic movie, superhero movie, uh, scary movie, even yeah. which has got Zaz kind of involved in that as well. Yeah, a, those are kind of to a, a lesser moments. extent, right. where it's just like, okay, how do we insert an entire scene from another movie in here, right? right. And try to make it fit into our thin, thin plot. Airplane. Each scene had at least two or three punchlines. Airplane is a revolutionary movie. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It, it is one of the funny. It, it is, in my personal opinion, it is the funniest movie of all time. Yes, I think I will agree with you on that. It is beyond brilliant. Yeah. Apparently, you haven't caught up with DC Cab in a while. No, <laughs> no I'm afraid I haven't. So I actually, maybe you should retract that statement until you see it. I told you I watched that recently. It's and awesome, it. isn't it? Oh my god, what the hell was Bill Maher's even point in that movie? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> you know who's the best line in it? Gary Busey. How <laughs> to work on January the 8th. Because that's Elvis's birthday. I mean, in, a, in the middle of, of, you know, it was like a massive cocaine bender. <laughs> no, no. The best line was, there's a hooker in Mr. T's uh, car. Oh, yeah. And, of course, she's like, I she, need the bread. Yeah, goes, we'll get a job at the bakery. <laughs> Sucker. I don't think I don't think Ooh. Gary Busey's cocaine bender ever um, ended. Going back to the Zuckers <laughs> for a minute, there's also you know, with David Zucker because he did a little more than Jerry. And um, I think the last best movie he probably did was 1998 Basketball. Yeah, mm. I forgot that he had done and then that. There was Phone Booth, and then the scary movies, and that pretty much went down. My boss's daughter, and it just kind of went downhill. From yeah, there. it's like well, Jerry went all serious. Jerry directed Ghost. Right. Jerry directed uh, First Night. The um, Guinevere gets her cake and eats it too movie. Oh, yeah. You like that. Oh, I love that movie. With Heath Ledger. Richard Gere. No, that's not that's not Heath Ledger. That's Richard Gere and um and Sean Connery. Oh, right. Night's Tale. Is Night's Tale, Tale. Yeah. yeah. Now here comes Sir Lancelot. Pull thy magic hamster from thy rectum. Oh, my <laughs> Mike, at least you didn't mention like Black Knight with Martin Lawrence, you know. <laughs> oh, he's got a joke. Wait till I slow, please. <laughs> I shall vanquish the evil. Come on, Smedley the Hamster. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Very nice indeed. Yeah. So um, now we got a lot of uh, feedback from our friends on Facebook and on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Mike, do you want to <coughs> start off? Sure. Uh, we got Mirna who said Rob Reiner. Guys, you brought us the awesome movie, The Princess Bride. Okay, that is a good movie. Give us the gay key. I have no gay key. I see. That is not absorbed. Oh, you mean this gay case? He directed Spinal Tap. He did do Spinal right. Tap, he also, sir. Yeah. He also did When Harry Met Sally. I was going to say, yes. I, I was going to say, I'm yeah. pretty sure he did that. Oh, he did. Um, 
Bill, Sweet. Quentin Tarantino, which I know, Andy, you're going to talk We're going to talk about, yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Um, Bill also mentioned Richard Donner. I'm going to talk about Richard Donner. Okay. Uh, we had Tim Burton already. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Therese, she said John Hughes, which I'll be talking about a little later. Um, another friend, Karen, talked about Kevin Smith. We'll also be talking about him. <laughs> Um, May, my friend May, she said Martin Scorsese. I'll be talking about him. Yeah. Uh, my friend Doug Dufresne. God teacher, damn. Teacher I work with, uh, Clint Eastwood, is a director. I'm gonna so, yeah, yeah, we had a few good. Yeah, Unforgiven. You know, Unforgiven is, is, is his best movie. Yeah. yeah. Hands down, his wait, best wait. movie. What about like Grand, what about Grand Torino? You don't like you don't like Unforgiven? I don't, and I thought I really would, and I didn't. But you love Grand Torino, didn't you? I love Grand Torino. <laughs> well, I like the car in Grand Torino. And then, no, of course, Jason Pavento said Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino again. All right. Um, Christopher Col- um, Ann Coleman, Christopher Columbus. I don't know if I uh, was talking about him. He sailed the ocean Columbus. blue in 1492. Yeah, Chris Columbus. Um, yes, oh. he did. Uh, Chris Columbus, by the way, has has been handed so much great R-rated material that he turned into PG. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, we have uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Oh. All right. You know what? I know exactly what you're quoting. And all of these directors, go ahead and read the other ones real quick. Uh, Mike Newell and David Yates. Yes. They're all Harry Potter directors. Yes, they are. <laughs> 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 it was funny because like, you didn't, you didn't pick up on that when he said Chris Columbus? No, no, no. It was David Yates. Because I'm David like, Yates. David Yates? Why would anybody, unless you're a huge Harry Potter? Oh, shit. My friend Leah said uh, she had Tarantino Ryan and Chester and Mike Shyamalan. Oh, oh my God! Whoa! This was what was the first one he did? Six Sense. Six Sense, Six Sense. Six Sense was good. Honestly, that was should have been drawn and quartered after the village. No, after the village. No, no. Six Sense. Signs sucked. All right. Okay, so I agree with you. Six Sense and uh, what was the uh, Bruce Willis one? Um, Oh, Unbreakable. 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 People, That's okay. it. People love Unbreakable. What's the movie okay. where okay. the trees were killing everybody and Mark Wahlberg um, was acting like he was out of breath? And he had his mouth oh. hanging open the entire time. Well, it's all Mark Wahlberg movies, actually. But um, come on, tree, the, uh, come on, tree. Hey, the, the the trees, the trees are killing us. The trees. Oh, 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 oh. oh. The hey, happening. Hey, the Spruce. Happening. Yeah. Hey, Spruce. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> Some people just want to prune you. I want to talk to you. Uh, I got one more. Uh, my friend Dale. Uh, she said Quentin Tarantino, Len Wiseman, Oliver Stone. Len said, Wiseman. That's what people like. Come on, yeah. They like the Underworld movies and nothing else. Some people oh, like this movie. Yeah. The first Underworld movie. And she said George Lucas. I like the first Underworld movie. So I made up that makes up for it. George and no, but some people do like the Underworld movies. All right, you know what? They like the van. Hey, it's better than Twilight movies. None of us had George Lucas on our list. I'll just say this. Really? We, uh, huh? None movies. of us did. Really? Three movies. See, yes. You, see, Star Wars. Star Wars. THX 1138. And American Graffiti. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I thought you would have had G- George Lucas. No, because, you know, real. I don't think of him as being a director. Even no, though, really yeah. Don't. He's, he's much better as, even, as a behind-the-scenes guy. And he's much better as the money man. Even yeah. As, yeah. Star, even as, as, as the idea man. Just count the money. <laughs> as the idea man. Hey, wait a minute. Even as Star Wars, it's iffy that he was a good director. Can we? We've all kind of had this conversation before. Is it really a well-acted movie? Yes. No, it may be well-acted. It's not well-directed. Okay. I, I, I think people have made a mistake. Oh, people have made a mistake. We have left out one of, in my mind, one of the finest directors. It's the director of DC Cab, isn't it? No. <laughs> Ryan no. Adams. Sam Furstenberg. <laughs> the director of the American Ninjas franchise. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. And you know, by the way, Michael, Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff. 
put off working at Arby's for many years saying thanks to Sam Furstenberg. So by the way, Jim, thank you. just so you know, American Ninja 1 is on Netflix streaming now. <gasps> Ooh, well, let's cancel we the recording have, now. Screw it. <laughs> um, back. Actually, you know what's funny, though? When you when you talk about directors like getting like that kind of name recognition, I remember when Space Jam came out, <laughs> and all the commercials were like, Directed by Joe Pitka. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I was working at Suncoast at the time. The guy who was my assistant manager, his name was, was Jim as well. Every every day, just, how you doing? Joe Pitka. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, I, I, this is before the internet. So you actually had to do a little research as to who Joe Pitka was. Joe Pitka directed this terrible, the only thing I know he, he did was this terrible Richard Dreyfuss movie called Let It Ride. Oh, I'm reaching oh, right there. I remember that moment. Is there any chance that we could get you drunk, strip you naked, run you into a police station, have you scream Joe Pitka? <laughs> <laughs> any way you would do that. No, Jim, you don't scream Joe Pitka. You just go, Joe Pitka. Oh, so you want to change your name now. Yeah, oh, just, yeah I'm going down to the courthouse right away. Yep. <laughs> All right, so um, our, our good buddy Ape Cod, Steve from the Cape, uh, brought up a couple of great uh, things here that he wanted me to read. So, um, Robocop and Total Recall taught us all how to love again. Then Verhoeven got all pervy with Basic Instinct and Showgirls. Robocop might very well be one of the most perfect movies ever made because it's a it's a razor thin plot and shitloads of squibs exploding everywhere. <laughs> well, yes, but um. That's what Michael Bay does now, right? And nobody says he's great. Yeah, well, that's true. But he yeah, all... but you know what? You know what? The Paul Robocop was so much so subversive. As was the original Total Recall. Right. Both yeah. of which been turned into bullshit remakes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> really hasn't gotten his stride back either, right? No. Like after after Showgirls, no. he's just kind of like, why do we call it by the name you should be calling it? Show, show boobs. Show boobs. <laughs> hey. If ever there was a movie to make you just get bored with nude, with full frontal nudity. <laughs> yeah, but London Fog must be happy. Oh, boy, we're going to be selling a lot of trench coats now! <laughs> I just remember when I heard that a member of uh, Saved by the Bell was going to get naked in a, like for 90% of a movie, and I'm like, oh, God, please don't let it be Screech. <laughs> no, that's the sequel. Everybody was upset. They all, everybody wanted Tiffany Amber Thies. And, yeah, oh, the flat-chested one. <laughs> Shit! Oh, come on. You want hey, everybody, I'm going to give you a lap dance now. Ooh, the horse race one. Ah, shit. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, she looked at me. <laughs> she did. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing, but, you know. You know what the funny thing is, too? Because the only other movie I ever saw her in after that was Any Given Sunday. Oh, and yeah. she got oh, naked yeah. in that one. Hey, and she I'm... played a whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I remember being like, oh, my God, she got naked. Oh, wait. I've <laughs> already seen it. I've already seen, seen it. been there. Yep. <laughs> and she was kind of half covered up anyway, so. <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. Yep. So uh, next up on uh, on Ape Cod's list here is Brian Singer showed everyone that you can make a faithful comic book adaptation, and then showed us he didn't want to do one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's of course talking about uh, Superman Returns. Brian Singer was like hit and miss. It's like he did a great job with the first two X Men movies, and then oh, Superman, Superman Returns. Again. Superman Returns was such a disappointment. It was, it, was, it was boring. Yeah, it was. And I'm a Superman fan. It was just dull. That's Ma what, you know. Mike. Two words. The usual suspects. I have three words. Yeah. Right. Why does everybody seem to forget that now when they bring Brian Singer into the conversation? Oh, that is a brilliant because movie. I think it's like it was so long. It, it is like one so of the long most brilliant, brilliant, brilliant movies of all time. So long between you and I was like his early career. Like, right. Wow. That was five his years. Early career. So five, well, five years is a lifetime. Right. Volume. No, I understand Absolutely. that. But he also did App Pupil, which wasn't a bad movie. Mm -hmm. But. 
I mean, The Usual Suspects might be one of the best movies made in the last 25 years. I agree. I oh, agree. Yeah. Yeah, anybody, and, and anybody who said that they saw that ending coming is full of shit. I, I saw mean, it. I mean, <laughs> I mean Kaiser Soze is so, it's a part of the lexicon now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who is Kaiser Soze? All right. So then finally on Ape Cod's list here. Hey, remember when Ridley Scott followed up Alien and Blade Runner with Legend? Yeah, I'm trying to forget too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be talking about. We're gonna be talking Scott. a little bit uh, further on uh, Mr. Mr. Scott in just a little bit. Uh, Mike, do you have anything? Uh, no. No, no Joe. Hey, who was the creepy guy that used to do like those weird movies? Was it Bob Clark? No, that was Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, no, it was the guy who like kids and bully. Oh, Clark? Larry Clark. Larry Clark. Yeah, because Bob yeah. Clark did Christmas those Story. Those were some, like, yeah. yeah. That's what I was saying. Well, those three Clark guys. I can no. see why you've got them confused. <laughs> no, but it was something we were talking about some different directors. And I was like, that guy came up. I remember, like, some of the movies he did were just really out there. Like, trying to, like, like show, like, the society of kids. This is what these kids do in New York. Has anybody ever seen kids? It's terrible. Oh, it is. Oh, I mean, I understand that it, it had a it had a message, as I, as I do right. my air quotes here. But it was a shitty movie. Oh, yeah. It was just really, it was a bad, poorly written movie. Are you okay? I, I'm I thought, fine. Well, then it was Bully. It was based on a true story. I mean, I felt, I felt pervy watching it because I'm like, am I like watching child porn? Well, it almost, it almost like, it was pretty much like right on the fence. Yeah, I was like, eh, I don't know. Is the FBI going to be raiding me? <laughs> I, I want to say, I want to kind of give him like the most creepy, the creepiest director. He's a creepy uncle is what he is. Yeah. Have you ever seen, because the guy was in his movies. He's usually like, you know, he always cast himself in the movies. He did Bully. That was the one with um, what's his name, um, Brad Renfro, and okay, what's the other what's the other kid he played? He was in the third Terminator movie. Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah, that uh, yeah, he I was know. lost for a little bit. What's his name? I don't friggin' know. I don't. Um, but anyways, like, oh, like, you Brad, look it up. Yeah, no, he was okay, also no. the Yellow Bastard in uh, Sin City. Right, right. Go, so anyway, go on. There was a whole thing where like he was like you know it was like him. He was like you know he was bullying Brad Renfro's character. So Brad Renfro and his girlfriend and a bunch of other guys going to like murder him. And of course, they get caught. It was based on a true story. Yeah. So, right. it was another creepy movie. So, on uh, my list uh, from Facebook, uh, Jimmy Horton writes Sam Raimi. I absolutely love his creative use of camera work and sound editing, especially in his earlier films like Evil Dead and Darkman. I could get into Crime Wave, however, much of the comedy doesn't work and the story is too bizarre to be truly enjoyed. I don't know. A Crime Wave is a fun movie. And you know what? I, I, I've only I, seen bits and pieces of it. It's it's a live action cartoon. Yeah. I mean, it is just it's it's just, it's a lot of fun. I mean, almost half the cast is dead now, but I remember though. I remember Sam Raimi. I remember um, when Bruce Campbell do a lot of the uh, what was it, the commentary on like Evil Dead, Army yep, of Darkness. Yes. I guess apparently Sam Raimi used to have a ball messing with Bruce Campbell. Like, yeah, we're gonna beat the shit out of you in this one. <laughs> like Army of Darkness. Yeah, Bruce Sam pretty much just beat the shit out of me in that <laughs> movie. So. So who who do we find? Who is the uh, guy? Nick Stahl. Nick, Nick Stahl. Stahl. That's who it was. All right. So, um, Lisa Decay brings up, I don't want to be that guy, but I will. Spielberg. His movies have changed film by making and influencing many. Jaws, for one, taught us he didn't always have to see the monster in order to be scared. In Raiders, he balanced action, adventure, romance, and comedy onto uh, one cohesive blockbuster. The CGI in Jurassic Park still looks pretty decent. Spielberg also understands the importance of music and film. I mean, who doesn't love a John Williams score? Actually, with Jurassic Park, it was, it was great because... He did a lot of physical effects as well. He did do a lot of physical effects, and almost everything was directed from uh, from and a the, monitor in Poland somewhere. Yeah. The, visual, <laughs> the, the, the visual effects still hold up. Today. I do. I, mean, I haven't watched the movie in forever. I, 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 so. just, I just bought the trilogy on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. And it, it does still stand up, I think. That's I mean, good. Some, some, some scenes show their age, obviously. 
but most of it, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Right, because it's that combination of practical and yeah. CGI. That and and really even works. the magic of Steven Spielberg couldn't direct Jeff Goldblum to act as no. somebody else other than, other than Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. <laughs> oh. History of evolution has taught us that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but... Uh, so there it is. Remember, uh, what was it David Covey did a really good impression of him on Saturday Night Live? Oh, yeah. It was the Jeopardy one. He's like, he like go ding. They like go, he like look like, ha ha, look at me. Now I'm going to point guys, now. You guys ever seen the YouTube videos of the old Mac ads? Oh, yeah, yeah. They slow them down. <laughs> Drunk Jeff Drunk Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I love those. You know how much a pizza costs? About 10 bucks. In a month, if you get three, it's 30 bucks. The same cost, roughly less. You can own a computer. The iMac is less than $30 a month. I was taking a video the other day and just wondered what it would be like if I were to put that on the internet. How about the ghost? So I was on the internet, and then I saw PayPal. I said, hello, PayPal. How are you? <laughs> the only point is, none of us brought up Spielberg in our list. No, Jim did. Jim did. Senior, Spiel Senior Spielberg. Senior Spielberg. I thought you were actually talking about Senior Spielberg. I was talking about Senior Spielberg. There we go. <laughs> Listen, Senior Spielberg, I want you to do for me what Spielberg did for Oscar Schindler. Uh, Schindler is bueno. Senor Burns es el diablo. Listen, Spielbergo, Schindler and I are like peas in a pod. We're both factory owners, we both made shells for the Nazis, but mine worked, dammit. His Mexican equivalent. <laughs> Jim, get it right, it's his Mexican non-union equivalent. <laughs> hey. Um, I, I know, I, there's a lot of Steven Spiel, I mean, uh, Jaws. Hands down, one of the best movies ever made. Kind of with 1941. Oh, God. Shut, you know what? Shut your fucking mouth. I don't like Close Encounters of the Third Kind at all. It was boring. He makes a mountain out of potatoes. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I just don't like it. I can appreciate he, it for the time. Yeah. I can appreciate I it for the time that, it came out. I was just disappointed that Terry Gar wasn't making it. Wow, that's a long silence. That is a really long <laughs> silence, Joe. You're a disgusting pig. What do you think? What do you think Spielberg's worst movie is? Oh. oh. All right, I can probably list off a few. Always. I know you're gonna say 1941. No. Always. Really? Always. That's um yeah. the Terminal. Mm. Eh. I personally didn't like Majority Report. My, minority, minority Report. Minor, well, see, that's how much I didn't like it. I can't remember the fucking title. Why that, that is that? Because Bruce was in it. I'm sorry. If it was well, Benedict Cumberbatch, you'd be dancing a jig to it. <laughs> you know, Lincoln, Lincoln wasn't that great. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Lincoln was pretty good. <laughs> just a smidge, you know. Just a smidge, yeah, just a little bit. Um, I kind of wish he'd, he'd stop doing historical epics and go, go back to like sci-fi. Yeah. You ever see War Horse? No. We walked out of War Horse, and I'm like, okay, it was okay. It was AI. AI. You know what? I, I have a soft spot for. Oh, it. I, just, I actually with you. do too. I gotta admit, oh. I do too. Oh, I hated that. How about movie. used cars? That's Robert Zemeckis. That's Robert yeah, Zemeckis. Oh, oh, he's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he, he was like used other on them. Spielberg. Um. What? Oh, The Lost World. Was that a Spielberg? Yeah. Yeah. Spielberg directed that one. Oh. Yeah. Uh, War of the Worlds wasn't so good. Oh, that was yeah. terrible. Yeah. 
Again, that was Tom Cruise for you, though. It was just a bad movie. Hook? It was, I, I, no, no, I was going to say Hook. Hook was a great movie. Oh, you know, I know we're going to get into it in a little bit, but no, it wasn't. Oh. I love Hook. How oh. about Twilight Zone, the movie? Looky, looky, I got Hooky, shut up! What about Twilight Check Zone? Check him out. Oh, his segment was terrible. His segment was the most oh, was boring out of all. He was the old, yeah, the old people. Oh, yeah. He had the old people that should have been in a Pepsi ad somewhere, like, I usually drink Coke, but today they gave us Pepsi, and now I'm rocking! <laughs> he was in. He was in Gremlins. Who was he in Gremlins? No, he just got a cameo appearance when he when uh the Billy's father was in the uh silent the science convention. Oh, okay. Oh, him, the robot yeah, you by? see him going by in like a little motorcycle thing. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch that now. Yeah. Check that out. Well, here, here's a question: What is Spielberg's most underrated movie? Because he's Spielberg, and nothing tends to get underrated. Right. Oh. Skull. <laughs> No, Shut it. your fucking mouth. Shut your pie hole. Shut your man blazer. I would what? say Amistad. That's not bad. I mean, that's a, that's a good pick. It's a great movie. Um, no. I gotta, look, mm. I gotta look at your list when you're done. You guys No, it? no. Munich, maybe. Catch me if you Munich. can. Yeah. I think I might have to go with Munich. How about Catch me if you can? That was okay. It's not a bad movie. I keep forgetting no. it's a Spielberg movie. Right. The Adventures of Tintin. I like that movie. I like that movie too. Okay, cross that one off. <laughs> cross it off the list then. No, but it was underrated, I think. What about um, the Thirteenth Amendment or Lincoln? Oh, <laughs> called it the Thirteenth Amendment. Yeah. I didn't see Lincoln. Sure. Yeah, you didn't see Lincoln. Lincoln. No, you know. are un-American. I'm. I know. I'm getting you deported. All right. <laughs> to where? Where's to where? Italy. Italy. <laughs> Hi, Paisans. Get him out of here! <laughs> Empire of the Sun? That was I've never movie. seen that. I've actually seen it. I've seen it. I did like that movie. That was a young Christian Bale. It yeah, was a young Christian Bale. All right, I'm, I'm going down the was list Malcovich right now. Malkovich in that too? Was John Malkovich yes. in that too? Yeah. Wait, Malkovich was in a movie? Is it creepy? Yeah, I'd be willing to say Catch Me If You Can was a fairly underrated movie. It was a yeah. very underrated movie. I would say I think, I think, I think, I'm a star of Munich. I think, I think that movie, I think Catch Me If You Can got more attention for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio than it did for yeah. Um, yeah. Although, can you really call Munich under, underrated? Because I didn't get nominated. Yeah, it did, did get nominated yeah. for Best Picture yeah. and Best it was, Director. It was just there. It was like once it was like done, it was like it's gone. You know? <laughs> really good. Oh, it is a very good movie. It's funny. None of us have brought up Schindler's List yet. You know, no, what? That's what are you going to say? Well, yeah, no, it's no, an Academy you know, Award winner. Right. No, I'm just most saying. Most people consider of, it a top ten movie. Of I think all we're trying time. to bring yeah. up more of the obscure. Well, you can only go so. Well, I mean, we said underrated, and Schindler's List is not. Oh no, no, I would say underrated, but no one ever brought it up at all. So I think we're trying to find like more obscure stuff. Right? No, I understand. And most of the stuff you do, you produced or wrote. I gotta go with Jim here. It's, I mean, probably Munich. Either Amistad or Munich. I mean, but then I mean, I've never actually seen Amistad. You're a what? He can't see every movie, all right? And he yes, worked he at, can. And he worked at a Suncoast. He worked at a Suncoast. Yeah, but that was rated R. So? so. Couldn't play rated R movies in the mall. Are you kidding me? All right, let's move on. Tim Sullivan brings up who directed DC Cab, the Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> and that would be... My plant. That would be Joel the Visionary Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> See, even, the you know what? Like, that to me excuses Batman and Robin. Actually, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, Batman not Mississippi Burning or anything like that. Yeah. DC Cab. DC hey, Cab. that had a young Bill Maher in it too, you know. I know. And and Paul Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Hey, I have an idea. Let's get two gigantic muscle bound guys who could barely spring together five words of English and have three brain synapses firing. <laughs> Let's do that. I'll tell you, Jim, you know who also is awesome DC Cab? Who? Grady. 
I know. Mr. Rhythm, remember? Of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Dave McClain brings up, with apologies to Orson Welles and David Lynch, I've seen more movies by Woody Allen than anyone else. Cool. Hannah and Her Sisters is unquestionably the best. Anything else is the worst. I'm going to be talking about Woody Allen a little bit further on down the line here. So, um, just going down this list real quick here, see if anybody else. Okay, Peter Jackson. Um, King Kong isn't bad, but it's bad Jackson because he also directed Lord of the Rings. I really, I really like King Kong. I like King Kong. I, it's um, a bit long, but I like the ape. I I didn't like King King Kong mainly because I mean, I mean there was there was no point to have so what's his name the the lead hero. Adrian Brody? Yeah, there was no point to having him in the movie. That That's true. Jack Black. Because mm-hmm. it would never be believable that Naomi Watts would do the bump bump with Jack, Jack Black. Black. I'm going to make a crazy face again. No, what, what does he What does he do? At the very he end. He saves her. At the very end, the monkey falls off. He rushes up and hugs her. Thank God I saved you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow, no. But you know the funny thing with them? That movie was the single worst theater-going experience oh, I have ever had in a movie. And it had nothing to do with the movie itself. So I actually, I'm with Jim. I actually enjoyed the movie. I don't think time has been kind to it. And HD definitely hasn't done it any favors. Yeah, no. But um, seriously, it was like the worst audience. It uh, Seriously, I may as well have just been gone to an inner city movie just to sit for you three and a half hours. I know. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. Uh, sit, sit there for three and a half hours while people are screaming obscenities at the screen. Oh, no. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh-uh, <laughs> monkey. <laughs> um, and then finally, Phil Powers brings up Quentin Tarantino, uh, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But uh, Phil's uh, best is a tough call, but he's going to say with a gun and a Mexican stand up to his head, he'd say Glorious Bastards. Worse is easily Jackie Brown. I like Jackie Brown. So, well, and we'll get into we'll get yeah. into a little more. By the way, I want to go back to Peter Jackson just for a second because yeah. I think we forget the timeless classic Meet the Feebles. Oh God! <laughs> I, I thought you were going to bring up. I thought you were going to bring up the Frighteners. I, I I, Someone I tells actually, me you're a huge I'll, Frighteners fan. I actually Mike. saw the Frighteners in the theater. Frighteners actually. I so did, you were the one. Huh? I did. I didn't think it was as <laughs> bad as it really. Come on, you know what? Forget it. You are now Silver Lining Gulick. It wasn't so bad. Nobody liked the Black Hole. What did? I like that too. I, I don't remember seeing that actually. So, um, let's go on to our list, gentlemen. Right. So, uh, uh, who would like to go first? Joe? I'll you want to start? All right, round table. Are we, are we going to do yeah, just three? do one, go around. Right. Uh, so, your name is director. My first one is uh, Guillermo del Toro. Right. Guillermo del Toro. I think he's... Guillermo the Bull. I think he's better not... Not as a director, but as someone who gets things done. No, no. His visual style is so no, unique. It, it, He's a concept it is, it is. guy. The Strain is his concept. Right. He didn't write the books. Chuck Hogan wrote the books. Right. But he wrote Pan's Labyrinth. Right. And he wrote Kronos, which are unbelievable movies. Uh... I, 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 didn't I see think the I think he's better as a concept. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love his direction. I mean, he he is a great director, mm-hmm. but I think he's better as a concept guy because he get he. I mean, his name attached to a project means it will get done. Right. Well, I mean, and I'm throwing a shout out here for the strain. Um, which Chuck I Hogan, love, which I love. By Chuck the way. Hogan wrote the books. Right. Chuck Hogan's sister Julie Hogan is my wife's best friend. Really. Chuck Hogan is from Boston. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. So. We've met him. We're famous. Times. No, we're not that famous. <laughs> but the point is, what happened was Guillermo del Toro 
had one had this concept of this movie because like all of us he was sick of vampires who <laughs> literally, didn't literally, have, literally didn't have literally teeth or anything like that so he wanted to make the, the strain a movie or a tv series and they said well what you should do first is write books write the books right so they somehow he got introduced to chuck and the, the show is is a, it's excellent. I've only caught like, it is, a couple episodes, it is but excellent. it really is I really, really, really good. I mean, I, I, it's actually scary. Yes. And I, I don't get scared by movies. It is actually scary. Just because he, he turned the whole vampire genre on its head. And well, he brought back the badass version. But of the you know, vampire, it's, di- you know? It's, it's different. different though. It's different because he takes a lot of the classic aspects of it, but then he turns it on its head. And has a scientific aspect to it as well. And that, and really it, good. Yeah. And that he did that with Kronos, which was one, his first movie, was a vampire movie. Oh, okay. And Kronos, they, what was that one about? It was um, this guy finds an old ancient mechanical device. Okay. And what it does is it injects injects the per, the whoever's holding it mm-hmm. with this like serum that basically turns them into a vampire. Huh. You know, it's, All right. it's unbelievable movie. I mean. And just he's got this out. visual style that yeah. you know he just like, you know you know you know how musicians have tone yeah that, you know you know a musician's tone right okay well you know a Guillermo del Toro it's visual just like, style just, just like Tim Burton very very specific very noticeable style yeah. just like Paula yeah. Abdul when you hear a Paula Abdul <laughs> song you know it's her plus he <laughs> plus he made my favorite movie of the last ten years. Pacific Rim. There you go. Oh, there and we he's go. He's making Pacific Rim too. I finally yeah. saw that about a couple months ago. I loved it. it was I excellent. loved it. As somebody you who like our big robots. I, as fun. somebody who grew up on big robot cartoons and Godzilla movies as a kid, this Jay, was like Jello Robo. <laughs> All right. So what's his worst movie? Mimic. Mimic. That was. Oh yeah, was, I forgot that was him. Oh. Wow. Yeah, Back when Mir Sorvino was still writing her Academy Award <laughs> right. uh, and, the, okay. and the problem with that was he didn't have final say on the cut. The, the, it was taken away from him by the studio, and they did the final cut on it. Even though he directed it, but the stuff they came out, the studio came up with at the end was just garbage. Yeah. Ugh. Did he do the Dracula cry for that? Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All then, right. And then for his most underrated, it was kind of a tough puzzle for me. I thought Blade Two, and or Hellboy Two. Ooh, I gotta say, I probably would go Hellboy. with uh, Hellboy, Hellboy 2. Yeah, yeah I think was, was Steven Dorff in uh, Blade uh, No, he wasn't. No, no, he, no, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> he smokes those electric cigarettes. Yeah, I know. He took his freedom back, Jim. He did, he did he, take it. Smokers are second-class citizens, don't you know? I'm so sorry you're having that nice lasagna dinner. <laughs> freedom! <laughs> Ass munch. All right, Mike. All right, I'm going to start off with Richard Donner. All right. Okay. Going for a classic here. I mean, obviously, Superman. The motion picture. Or and, the movie. And, Sorry, and it was the, the good, movie. The good version of Superman 2. Yeah. Yep. Um, Lethal Weapon. Okay. Lethal Weapons 1 through Terrible. 1 through 3, I think. Second one was okay. So, yeah, second one was After okay. After 3, it kind of it, it teetered. And then 4 was when, li- when When they brought up, when Mel Gibson started talking about Pork Fly Lie, yeah. I, I was like, okay, something <laughs> bad is going to happen to this guy in the next 10 like, years. It is like... going to involve him calling a cop sugar tits and, and blaming the Jews for everything. <laughs> that was the How pre- right was I? I, I could have put money on that. That was the prelude right there. Oh, no, the first, actually, the first two Lethal Weapon movies were very, very good. The yeah. third one, that's when it kind of... They kind of... It, 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 it wore out. It wore out. Four was just, okay, Chris Rock's in it, forget it. The Omen. Yeah, The Omen. Oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Scrooged. Yeah. Oh. 
Great I movie. love Scrooge. Is I, it's one of my new movies that I actually cried a little bit. <laughs> and I don't have tear ducts, so. Scrooge <laughs> um, was a good movie. Let me see. Maverick. Maverick! I, I, I love Maverick. Maverick. I like Maverick. I, you know, I don't think I've ever seen it. The James toy. Garner, rest in peace. The yep. toy. Yeah, the, the toy. toy. The Goonies. The toy. Radio, Radio Flyer. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... I mean, ever since then, I mean, he's mainly been doing like behind the scenes. Like he, I think he produced every single X Men movie. Yeah, him, him or his wife, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren Schuller Don. Yeah, has, has produced all of them. So I mean, he's I mean, he's not really directing too much anymore. He's kind of fallen off. Hey, but are we going to talk about they directed? Or are we going to talk about producing? Really mainly good? directing. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's no, really just, what they're known no, that's for. What, that's because, what I'm kind of going with. Because realistically speaking, you can throw money at anything, and call yourself a producer, yeah, right? Yeah. Are you going to bring the up the timeline? Yeah. I, I brought up the, yeah, the Goonies. You didn't? You yes, did. I did. He did. did. The, thing with, the thing with Richard Donner that people always love, yeah, actors love working with him, this guy was like the safety director. Yeah. yeah. He was like, he was the one who really took strides to get like a, uh, a stunt uh, stunt workers guild yeah. and, and yeah. get that stuff set up so these guys would actually be safe after like that one silver haired weird looking dude from that Burt Reynolds movie died. Remember the guy who like dropped out like, yo, maybe you'll hit the pool. Trying to think. All right, Jerry Reed. I don't remember the name of the. It was a Burt Reynolds movie. It was a terrible mid '80s Burt Reynolds Stroke movie. Race. Oh, <laughs> the one with Jim Davies. No, the Stroke Race. Ninth Wonder of the World. It wasn't one of the Cannibal right. Run movies. But what would you say is Richard Donner's best movie? Uh, his best movie, Scrooge. Babalu Kaluta. The bath towels. Elliot Lavermilk's leaving early today. Move, get out of here. Duh! Four minutes and 40 seconds. Glenn Glenn Whitaker. What was the last rating on Poliso? 5.2 Nielsen, 7 a share, and TVQ3. Towel! Your brother. Towel. Your only brother. Scrooge is up. Uh, for me, it's a toss up between Scrooge and Goonies. Scrooge. Uh, I'm going to go with Goonies. I'm going to go with Superman. Superman, too. Uh, okay. I. Oh, I, don't, I, go I do love I Superman just, you know, too. Come on, that's that, got so many classic That, that is lines. my favorite out of the original Superman movies. Son of Jor-El, <laughs> kneel before Zod. No, it's kneel before <laughs> Zod. Oh, don't don't forget. That you have to outstanding do the acting by Non. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, he was Amal Muzz later in the Dragnet movie, okay? And wow, that really? Was that corrected. Was, that was Amal Muzz. Well, All right, worst honor movie. Um, Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> Assassins. Yeah. Oh. 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 Was that the hey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that, that's Stallone and his most inarticulate with Banderas would just come off the boat. How about time that's like Ferrigno and like Schwarzenegger and Pumping Iron. Yeah, yeah. His timeline. Ooh. They actually got somebody more swarthy. Timeline. Based on a Michael Crichton movie, which, you know... Oh, I didn't know that it was even a movie. Yeah. All right. I'm sure this will insult some people. Put about Lady. Oh Hawk. yeah, Paul what? Walker's Lady Hawk. Lady, Lady Hawk. Did Richard Donner direct that? Yes, I thought it was John Badham. No, that was, that was Richard Donner. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, the great Rutger Hauer. Matthew Broderick, Rutger Hauer, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer trying to play a boy. Yep. Because, because you know. Yeah. She's so manly. Because of uh, boobs. Um, <laughs> boobs. <laughs> All right. Underrated. Um, underrated or essential viewing? We should do that if you don't feel they have an underrated movie. I think underrated for Ma is Maverick. Yeah, that, it's yeah, just I a. So. It's so I haven't even seen it. It's, it's just a, an all-around really fun, fun cowboy, movie. fun western movie. Yeah, I would say the toy. I pissed my pants watching the toy. 
when you were 10 <laughs> years old and didn't have a concept of racism. Yeah, I had, yeah, I had no idea what... <laughs> Let me get this straight. You want me to buy a black man for my son. <laughs> Who ends up being in porn. <laughs> Scott Schwartz. Master Beats. I know someone that dated him. <laughs> I won't say who that person is. That's fine. <laughs> Mike. So, me. All right. was. All right, so, all right, I'm going to go with Quentin Tarantino as my first choice. That's no shock. Whoa. I know, huh? Back just, off the truck. <sighs> I am not a fan of Quentin Tarantino style. How much? How many of his you movies have you actually seen? Uh, full movies, none. Full, okay, I, then. I've seen the five-minute segment he did of Sin City. Don't count that. And, Nobody counts and that. And I did the uh, this. I watched the season finale that he directed of CSI. Oh, okay. So none of those <laughs> count, Joe. <laughs> Diane loves his movies, and I, I, I have no problem with his. Movies. I, I've like, tried watching this stuff. I just she I just, loves Reservoir Dogs. She thinks no. that's the greatest movie ever. No, I, the fuck was I talking about? So True Blue was about a guy and sends a girl who meets a nice guy, but like a virgin was meant for big dicks. Okay, let me tell you what like a virgin's about. It's all about this coos, who's a regular fuck machine. I'm talking morning, day, night, afternoon. Dick, 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 dick. How many dicks is that? A lot. He has some very good movies, but okay. I get it. You like kung fu. I get it! <laughs> you like the 70s. I completely understand. But you don't have to shove it up our rectums. <laughs> Even in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, great, a World War II movie. Why is there a... He's got an afro! Right, Andy, what was your favorite? Obviously, I guess it's Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Just Pulp hands Pulp down, down. it, it actually is my favorite movie. That's Star Wars. They're my favorite movies. Um, but I mean, I love Reservoir Dogs. I Wait mean, a minute, he isn't dead. Jim, can you tell a little story about Pulp Fiction and your friends uh, in the movie theater? Well, let Andy finish. Okay. All right. Yeah. I want to get get it to later. All right. I mean, Reservoir Dogs is a fantastic film. I mean, I like Jackie Brown. His worst movie is probably Death Proof. Mm, yeah. yeah, that we saw, was just, we, saw yeah, that. we saw that. We saw the double feature. It was the full. It was a full um, grindhouse. It was the full grindhouse. It was the full four and a half. And hours. it was just like this is the Tarantino app. It was long. It was long. It was dull. Planet Terror was a lot better. Yeah, it, it was much better. And plus, Fergie, you get to watch Fergie get, uh, you know, destroyed by zombies. That's it was always kind of hot. She was kind of hot. It was actually in a hot moment. I still think she smells like lady stink. I don't Who's know. Who's though? She looked good. Fergie, but, Fergie. but she looked Black good in that movie. Hey, Jeff Beatty was in it. I mean, like, where else would go? But, like, even, like, his later, I mean, his later films, it's almost like a little bit of a renaissance. Like, Inglorious Bastards is a great movie. Yeah. It is a great movie. Um, you, you're not going to see um, Hateful Eight, are you? I don't know. But let me no, tell you. probably not. It's pretty hard to have Christoph Waltz in a movie and, and not, not have it be awesome. Right. awesome. Right. And, yeah. and he is almost, I mean, that that's a that's a Tarantino discovery right he there. He saves, by himself, saves uh, Django. Django. Actually, him and DiCaprio. I I was shocked DiCaprio didn't get a nomination for that. Well, he's well, yeah. But I mean, it just like Christoph always just stood out so, so good. Much. He was so good. In that. It, I mean, the war, the weakest link in Django is Jamie Foxx, hands down. The worst I, part about I that will movie say is, this about Tarantino, and I give you a lot of shit about it. Nobody casts as well as he does. No, no. He no. casts his parts. You after you watch it, you say, God, that was. I can't think of anybody better. Okay, wait a minute. Let me. Let right, me yeah. Can, Instead of Samuel L. Jackson, Gabe Kaplan would have been really good. <laughs> and Glorious Bastards is old Tom. Well, it's yeah. like even um even with um Reservoir Dogs, you know Michael Madsen is just a blonde. Of course, yeah, when perfect. he just he just turns on you know K Billy Super Sounds of the seventies, and you just you get stuck in the middle with you. I can he's dance around. And he's hacking up the car. I can never think just, about that. I can never hear that song and not think about that. Exactly, it's one of those things where you hear that. That's the first thing you think of, and he's just. 
that deadpan Michael Madsen acting. And he fits him perfectly. Yeah. Well, when we say deadpan Michael Madsen, we mean bad. bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he pretty much discovered Buscemi. Yep. yep. He resurrected at least for five seconds Travolta's career. <laughs> Big time. Big Samuel time. Jackson. I mean, Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson isn't Samuel motherfucking Jackson for nothing. It's because of Tarantino. You know what? Well, going he back to going... He maintained Bruce Willis's... Well, see, he, well, he brought back Bruce Willis, too. Yeah, I think I think he maintained his... Uh, maintained his career. Yeah. Well, he... I will say, going back to Travolta, he did resurrect his career. Not his fault that Travolta did swordfish a few years later. <laughs> I pissed on, everything look, look, away with... Talking Battlefield Earth. Earth. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. Oh, that's awful. And then hairspray. Oh yes. But I'm not gay, I swear. Immortal <laughs> hairspray. Oh boy. So uh Jim, go ahead and tell your pulp fiction story. Oh, yes. How are I'll, I'll try to go as fast as I can. Um my friend Tim and I went to went to see Pulp Fiction with our friend Pat. Our friend Pat is homophobic. Yeah, horrifically hor- so. Horrifically homophobic. Mm-hmm. Like he uses outdated fifty slang like Nancy Boys and Tootie Fruities and stuff like that. Oh, I mean he's really just a very, very unevolved. So we go to see it, and it's um, the gimp scene. And uh, Ving Rhames is getting plowed up the rear end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's getting plowed up the rear end. And I can just see my friend Pat, and you can see his face. He's kind of smiling, because he doesn't really understand what's happening. <laughs> because in his mind, he just can't even conceive of this act <laughs> taking place. And he's watching, and you can see his grin turning upside down, <laughs> and I hear him go, what the hell? My friend Tim, he was quick. I mean, this was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, put his hand on Pat's <laughs> knee. Just as that happened, Pat jumps up, spills his popcorn, <laughs> and his soda all over the place. He goes, what the fuck are you doing there? <laughs> that ain't funny! That's not right! That's not natural! He walked out of the theater. <laughs> you know, at least you can sit and spoon with Tim while you watch the, the, the yeah, remaining hour and, and a half of that, that movie. After that, it was the popcorn trick from Diner and <laughs> SpongeBob City. That's a good name for a football team, fantasy football. It is. The, sponge, the, the popcorn trick. Oh, you've already got pelvic sorcery for no, your No, I'm actually... Mendenhall and Oaks. Mendenhall. I'm sorry. All right. It's my team name, Glute Sniffers. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jim, who do you got? Well, um, I do, well, the first one I have is um, I have Harold Ramis. Ooh, okay. good choice. Nice. Yes, well, I, you know what it is, though, but a lot of it... I mean, I know we're trying to concentrate on directors, but it, Harold Ramis had, had a lot to do with my favorite comedy of all time, which is which is Stripes. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he, absolutely. He um, was a whole package, though. I mean, he could act, he could direct, he could, he could produce the movie. I, mean, I just want to go down the movies he either directed or wrote. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. never mind. National Lampoon's Animal House, Meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes, Heavy Metal. He acted in that one. National Lampoon's Vacation, directed. Ghostbusters, writer. Back to School, writer. Club Paradise was terrible. <laughs> All right. Armed and Nick. Well, that was pretty bad, too. Caddyshack. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. Not that bad. Groundhog Day. Oh, yep. yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I just, I dropped the microphone. Brilliant movie. Analyze This is Funny. Did you um, analyze that? Yes, he yes. did. Oh, he did wow. that. Not so he much. also did the 2006, that's not as well known, I Want Someone to Eat Cheese With. <laughs> Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. He was Great in movie. it. Oh, that's right. Now, everything, everything, <laughs> everything, mostly, I would say 75% of the movies that this guy touched 
a classic. Meatballs is freaking hysterical. Yeah, I don't care. Are you yeah. ready for the summer? Caddyshack is the most <laughs> quoted movie of all, of all time. time. Absolutely. It's in the hole. It's okay. In the hole. Ghostbusters. Who doesn't love Ghostbusters? Right. Yeah. Okay. It's just mother. Just piss if, if you don't love Ghostbusters, go back to Russia, comedy. <laughs> well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. <coughs> That's a big Twinkie. I was very, I mean, and we, 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 you might want to both bring up Robin Williams afterwards, though, but um, I was actually very upset when he died because I, I just loved so much of his work. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. And he's one of these guys, he flies in under the radar. He does. And you don't think about it. He and never steals. Well, here's the thing. When he's in a movie, he never steals the scene. No, he's never no. chewing up scenery. No. But he's, he's always a, no, I mean, he's, he's, he's always a part watchable. of it. I remember it was actually, what was it? Today was uh, As Good As It Gets was on today. No. And yeah. he had that one yeah, scene yeah. as the doctor. And actually, yeah. I remember even, what was it, the awful movie? What was the one with uh, Airheads? Oh, he's in that. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got my favorite line in Ghostbusters, which isn't even a line more than just a reaction. Where it's like, your they mother! Your mother! <laughs> <laughs> right, because the entire movie is just so straight well, He actually did this thing in Ghostbusters was... that I never noticed until I watched it on The Nostalgia Critic, um, where they're, they just finished up the job at the hotel and Bill Murray's trying to quote how much they're doing. He is giving these finger signals. He's just like putting four fingers up against his face. It's like, and that'll be... Uh, Four thousand dollars, uh, <laughs> but we are running a special right now on uh, trap cleaning and recharging, and that'll be and he like tips his nose one thousand dollars. <laughs> I remember in the second movie, the funny thing he did was, of course, you know they, they turned the proton packs on for the first time in mm. like five years. They go, Bill Murray goes do, then of course Ray goes Ray, then he gone. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's also him too that leads that thing in the first movie where they, you know, okay, turn me on. <laughs> yeah, and it's. Harold Ramis that backs up. That, that back up. <laughs> <laughs> he has a nuclear accelerator on the But, back. yeah, I mean, Groundhog Day. Oh, oh. hands down. Hood, I mean, One of again. the funniest movies ever written. Yeah. Really. Funniest, again, but also one of the most, most touching original. comedies ever. Yeah. But, but think about this, though, too. Did a writer, an actor, a writer slash director slash actor, yeah. and another actor ever have such a... Um, Oh, they were well. so synced up between Bill Murray and um, Harold Ramis. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, they're great friends. I mean, well, well, that was their last movie. Was, no, they did. That yeah, was no, Groundhog Day was the last but movie. But it was right. so – they just have such – he knows how – it seems to me that Harold Ramis knows how to write for his actors. Yes, yes. absolutely. And he knows how to draw out of them their best work. Yeah. You know, he and he puts them in situations where he knows that they'll either you can give them, feed them a line, it'll be perfect, yeah, or yeah. they'll be able to improvise. Yeah, you know, and Bill Murray is well, it's Bill Murray. Yeah, I think the best scene ever saw Harold Ramis was was going back to Stripes when he's teaching the uh, English oh. remedial class. He's teaching him to do run, run. Yeah, <laughs> son of bitch, shit. Just, when uh, someone is lying, you said they are full of shit. That was Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, Robin Williams. Yeah. So, all right. So, so, all right, Mike, what do you got? Me. Well, I'm going to start kind of light on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with John Hughes. All right. All right. Um, I think, you know, John Hughes had a lot of great movies in the end. The 80s were really his 
He owned the 80s. He really didn't right. much. Can you name the movies he directed in the 90s? Because there was one. Uh, let's oh. see. Curly Sue. Yes. Which, which exactly. say, all right, we're going to say is the worst movie that he probably did. It's Two his years. last movie. Yes. So, um, so we're going to go right there. That was actually all the movies. I think next to Uncle Buck, which is probably the other movie he did, wasn't that great. He didn't direct that, though. He did. He did? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, I was just Alexis confused. did. Um, all right. I think probably his best movie at the time, first movie was Day Off. He jeopardizes my ability to effectively govern this student body. Well, makes you look like an ass is what he does, Ed. Um, it's a close one and two because I love Sixteen Candles. Okay, but uh, actually, no, even Breakfast. And like I said, I know it's been a while. Like Breakfast Club was actually a great movie I too. I can't stand the Breakfast Club. I know, but I'm talking. But the time it was done very, very For well. For me, it's either uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Weird Science. Okay. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> shut up. I'm going to go with Breakfast Club only because, I'm going to say it's because of the teacher. All right. All right. Because I look at it, because it's funny, I watched the movie now, and I, at one point, Andy, I did agree with you that like, I've seen it so many times, I've done it. But at one point, like, when I started becoming a teacher again, I started, like, and I went back and, like, watched it, and they all, like, you know, like I said, you have all the stereotypes. Yeah. Okay? But then all of a sudden, you realize that, and again, I see this as a teacher. I'm going a little serious here. But it was one of those things where you noticed that, like, you know, they weren't as different as they really were. You know, they all had their home problems and everything. So as a teacher, right. I related to that a little bit. So I have a new appreciation for that movie just because of that serious side near the end. Because, like I said, they all had those screw-up problems, even though they had that image they had to hold up in high school. You have a similar, best, war, so, you have a similar wardrobe as well. John exactly. Movie. <laughs> so, best John Hughes movie. But that's what was great about it. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Ah, okay. I do yes. like that. Well, it's uh, one of the few Thanksgiving classics. Sixteen oh, Candles. Donnie. Yeah. No, Sixteen Candles. I love Ferris Bueller. Yeah. I mean, but underrated. Where else can we get oh. Long Duck Dong? All right. Underrated. Go ahead, Jim. And Andy's going to be like, what? But I actually think Some Kind of Wonderful is kind of underrated. He I actually kind of. He, he produced that. But he that. wrote it. But yeah, he did. Right? And well, that was uh, Pretty in Pink with uh, Sex Change. I hate to say this, but I have a soft spot in my heart where she's having a baby. That's a great, you know what? I like that movie too. I haven't watched that What's movie in forever. Uh, that's one with Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon and uh, Elizabeth McGovern. Someone's having their baby. whole life of basically them being married and all the things oh, that they go through. Um, also, all yeah, the, the worst thing. part about that movie though was the very end when they bring out all these celebrities from 1988 to yeah. be like, yeah, you should name the baby Sir Charles Barkley. <laughs> well, the funny thing is he was, he was doing like Great Outdoors at the time. He was doing like oh, Great Outdoors. outdoors. Oh, I actually, you know what? I like it. was the one time I actually found Dean Aykroyd somewhat funny. The character he played, just that, that, that douchebag uncle. So you're the one at that time. I, I got it. Um, but it was funny. You just look at some movies he you know, helped you know, you know, produce. Like, you know, the vacation movies. Well, at least the, uh, all the vacation movies. Remember Career Opportunities? Remember that one? That was terrible. It was awful. Which one was that one? That you was know one with uh, Jeffrey Connolly and uh, who's the other guy? From was in Pulp Fiction. Oh, oh, that was uh, Frank Whaley. Yeah, Frank Whaley. You remember the, you know, at one Good point. Good by the Clash, though. Yeah. The only reason why I remember that movie at all is the video cassette poster was like, here's Frank Whaley looking all nerdy and, and stuff, and then there's uh, Jennifer Connelly with her nice, you know, cute smile, and this enormous set of tits just hanging yes. on Frank Whaley's shoulder. I will say, though, I'm going to go back one thing. The I'm worst trying thing to ever... find out what the problem is. I'm going yeah, to go to the one movie I think the worst movie he ever wrote. All right. And that was Made in Manhattan. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh, is yeah. that the J Lo? Yeah, yeah. So he wrote that. Wrote that. That's the, That's right before Drill But Taylor. Okay, so that's when he really kind of mean you know that's when he really kind of went downhill. So all right, but he wrote Made in Manhattan, so that's the one black. I think it's the one worst black mark on him. Joe, back to you. All right, number two, Ridley Scott. All right, mm. he made 
classic sci-fi film. Absolutely. Blade Runner. Yes. Alien. Alien is one of my all-time favorite sci-fi movies. It, it, yeah. It and is out, of the, out of the big four, out of the actual four aliens, let's let not count Prometheus. <laughs> let's not count the Alien vs. Predator movies. Yeah, okay. That's the best one. Alien is the best of the four. No. Uh, aliens. aliens. I, I prefer Aliens. Aliens. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, Alien I, is a I, great I movie, but Alien. I think Alien comes the better. Well, you know, it's you know what, though? Maybe it's not yeah. fair, because it's Alien is a horror movie. It's a sci-fi horror, horror sci-fi. movie. Aliens is, Aliens sci- is a sci-fi, sci-fi action, action, yeah. action yeah. movie. Alien Cubed is the independent you film, and then Alien Resurrection is the foreign movie. I think this conversation I think the first before, two really? stand on their own very well. Yeah. But so Alien... Blade Runner, I love. I know you find oh. it boring. Yeah, I, don't I, don't I, don't I don't like Blade Runner. So I, I love Blade. Runner. I love Blade Runner. Too. And the must-watch is the director's cut. You have to watch the director. I, I wish I liked it. it. It's a cool even concept. longer. I, I wish mean, I liked. I, I love it because I have. A, I love like noir films, and okay. it's got it's got that very noirish sci-fi yeah. feel to it. Quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? That's what it is to be a slave. Well, I, I want to go back to something Mike just said that because we always joke about this with the directors because like yeah, it's just what that movie needed to be it was longer. Actually, the Blade Runner director's cut isn't longer at all. Actually, no. I think it's a little shorter, and they got rid of the narration. Right, and right. Line, this is just this is those tricks again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the narration that never happens. It's yeah. like you watch it first with the narration just to get an idea what the movie's about, but then you go back and watch it without, and you have a more appreciation for it. Right. But it sounds like Harrison Ford was in the in the recording booth. With like just a bottle of nodos and everything. <laughs> All right, um, Harrison, you're gonna be up in like three seconds. Okay, just hold on a second. <laughs> I gotta say though, I mean, oh, so boring. I mean, I know you know Vin Gellis did the you know soundtrack to it. Um, that the Blade Runner blues tune yeah. is great. Yeah. I just love it. Just got that, just that slow electronic. It's like that, a film noir type of electronic. It's like, yeah, it's like an eight minute song, but it's just a great song. It fits the movie perfectly. And I love that. I remember, right. I even played the video. I even played the video game. Actually, it was in 1994. It came out like. A I remember PC. you. Yeah, I remember. It you was got actually that. supposed to be done at the same time. You curl another character, but it's done during the same time as the movie. Now, you guys, I'm gonna, I'm really talking to Mike C and, and uh, Joe here. You guys have seen the ultimate cut, right? Like the the final cut. Yes. Is there any difference between that and the director's cut? Because I can't fucking tell the difference. Not really. Not really no. All right. Good. Maybe the unicorn. Suckers. It wasn't the unicorn at the end. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember actually seeing the one scene. They actually have a deleted scene where, um, remember the beginning of the movie, the guy that talks to. I'm a completist. To, I can't help it. Remember the guy in the, the beginning of the movie who was like doing the bike comp there, you know, to what's yeah. his name? Yeah. And he gets shot. Oh yeah. There's actually a scene where he's actually still alive. Alive, yeah. And he's actually talking to uh, Deckard. So. No, is worse. Yeah, uh, come on. I mean, but with Ridley Scott, since Black Hawk Down, he's just had a string of mediocre to meh. Well, even before Black Hawk Down, I mean, I think his worst movie was Hannibal. That was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was, was a, no, that was a sequel, right? Yeah, it was a yeah, sequel. Okay, yeah. I mean, because yeah. Red Dragon was the first of all. The second Jodie Foster said no, but she was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Julie, and, pl- and plus, Silence of the Lambs is such a great oh, movie. Right. How could you follow up on that? Those on the uh, was it the bio, was not the bio channel one? They actually had the behind the scenes to Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh, really? So you know, what I didn't realize too. Remember uh, what was the movie? Uh, with David Duchovny, and uh, it was that supposed to be like the alien movie with David Duchovny. Evolution. And, uh, yes. Oh. I didn't realize that uh, the guy that played Buffalo Bill was the general in that movie. Yeah, that guy's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. it's um, one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things. I saw him in another movie. Brother. I saw him in another movie. He played some grandfather to some weird like yeah. uh, Lifetime movie. That was about it. Ted, Ted something or other. Yeah, Ted, yeah. That, that guy. Ted something or other. Ted, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Under, five horses. Okay. Underrated Black Rain. 
I think Black Panther. I like Black Panther. Yeah, you know what? Yes, it is because I, it, it really I forgot that we watched that. We were gonna like, watch it on tape. One yeah, night. I I'd forgotten that that he actually directed that, yeah. which makes it the I, perfect underrated movie. I love that movie. I thought it was a great movie, and it doesn't it didn't doesn't get the attention it deserves. Right. No, it doesn't. I mean, it, it and you get to see Andy Garcia's head roll down. On. Exactly. <laughs> head cut off. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, you know. I, Prometheus just pissed me off so much. That's the thing. Well, that's a, it, it's not a bad movie if they had it's, stopped fucking billing it in a fucking alien. It's, it's, it's connected to aliens, but it's not really part of aliens. It's Until like, the very, very, very end, and right. it still pissed you off. And right. It sure is. <laughs> because it, is a good, it really is a good movie. It's it not takes bad. place in the same universe as aliens, but it's not a prequel. It has nothing to do with it's aliens. It's not even a spinoff. It's, it has nothing to do with the plot <laughs> at all. It's like, well, then what does it do? I would I wish they had not put in Charlize Theron. She, there was no point to that character. Right. She's kind of a bitch in that movie. Yeah, and <laughs> they, she's kind of a bitch in every they, other they, movie. They, yeah, even then, there wasn't enough of those scenes. She, she escaped the the ship blowing up just to be crushed by it five minutes later. Yeah, by 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 actually not walking to the left or the yeah. right of the thing. Let's walk straight, straight ahead. No, we don't. Uh, Cinema Cinemasins uh, yep. covered that one. Yep. All right, Joe, anything else on uh, Mr. Ridley Scott? No, that's it. All right. Like I said, must watch his blood. Oh, Robin Hood. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. No. Everything I do. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I know that was yeah. all for one. Oh, yeah. for no. one. No, Russell, this is the Russell This is all the Russell, Russell Crowe version. I'm yeah. sorry. Ridley Scott directed Oh, I apologize. All right, Mike. All right. What's up next for you? Second one for me is J.J. Uh, Abrams. Okay. okay. You know, more recent one. Um... Started off as directing with Mission Impossible Three, which I didn't I didn't think it was as bad as Mission Impossible Two. I thought Mission Impossible Two was terrible. Um, Mission Impossible Two had its moments. I liked it. The thing with Mission Impossible Three was I think that um, too much bruise. No, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. If his if his uh, performance was any hammier, um, like Orthodox Jews could not watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually hasn't directed a whole lot. No, he hasn't. Mission I mean, Impossible 3, then Star Trek, yep. then Super 8. Which is a great movie. Super yeah. 8 is a very good movie. Super 8 is what Spielberg should still be making. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, Absolutely. And then uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Excellent. You, and now Star Wars Episode 7. I, I got to say, though. Would you say that Super 8 is one of his underrated films? Absolutely. Hands he down. He films to do underrated, right, exactly. But if, you know, but if I had to pick one, I would have to say it's Super 8. You know, he, start, he started out doing uh, directing and writing for one of those CW teen shows. Um, he did. Felicity. Felicity. Yes. Honestly, he's he's made his biggest mark as a director of TV because, I mean, no. Alias. Alias. Lost. A great show, Lost. Um, he, he was actually a guest director in The Office. That's and, right. You're right. You mean the Fringe? Uh, fringe? Uh-huh. I love Fringe. Persons of Interest. Um, Revolution, and it, yeah, and you know, I know he he gets a lot of flack for like what he did for Star Trek, but I love the Star Trek. Oh, movies. and the oh, Star yeah. Trek movies are, are are just and, they're excellent. And and watching the 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 reboots, I'm I have a lot of confidence in what he's gonna do with Star Wars. Oh, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be fine. Don't worry about. It. I, I'm not worried. The only thing I I loved about Star Trek too was like. Is it Khan or isn't it Khan? Oh, yes, we, it's fucking Khan. <laughs> we all get everybody. your head out of your rest. I'm going to come out. I was hoping I wasn't, but you know what? Mike, the same time. Mike was the only one. I don't know. I'm Mike. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody knows. Let me just say, as much as I, as much as I, I thought you did a great job. I thought you did a great job pulling off the character. 
Yeah. I really did. Yeah. I really, no, I really did. Because it was a great retake of the character. And the nice thing about it was it balanced out the old TV show version with That's the movie. That's what I said. It's not it Star good... Trek Wrath of Khan. Right. It's Space Seed. Right. right. Have yeah. you ever seen Space Seed? Yes. Yeah, it's a great episode. It really is. Like, like I said, but I, at the same time, I was really hoping, like, I'm not going to go too much into it. I was hoping for the Gary Mitchell character. That was when Kirk first came into the whole Star Trek universe. So I thought it made more sense. I thought that would have been a great character to use, too. They, you know, yeah, but Chris that, Pine had, had cemented that character. If you ever watch that episode, it actually is a very good episode. I, I think I think he sometimes relies a little bit too much on trying to keep everything under wraps. But, I mean, right. I, well, I, I think, think I, there are worse things for directors yes. to be known for. You know for. what he's doing? He's just and it, it works. He's just generating interest because we're all sitting around and having a podcast yep. talking about it. I, yeah, I think absolutely. I think, I, agree. I think to a certain degree, though, I think Disney is kind of forcing his hand a little bit on Star Wars and say you got to give these he's people a little bit. I don't want Mickey Mouse to be a Sith. He's doing it in a very right. playful way. Though, yeah, right, exactly. I love the way he's doing this. Where he's just releasing anything. Oh no, 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 we're not revealing anything. He's standing in front of the Millennium Falcon. Right. Uh, what do you think is his first movie? Um, you have to say Mission Impossible yeah, 3 in all honesty. I mean, yeah. again, it's, it's that is, filmography that doesn't have – I mean, it's not super thick. And, well, yeah. and when we get into your next director, it's the same thing. Yeah. This, is, this isn't but, saying that it's a bad movie, but it, it might be his worst one, like Cloverfield. He didn't direct it. I know, but it, I mean, he's that one. directly in, involved. And that movie is just like, bullshit anyway. Yeah. It's like, I think it's gone. I think it's gone. <laughs> oh, what? How did this thing like sneak out of nowhere? All, all, I, can, all I can say is – my dream is that someday Godzilla shows up and just tears that monster a new one. Godzilla or a kaiju? I was going to say, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it was kaiju. Pacific Rim. Yeah. What was that? Godzilla. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up on my list is Kevin Smith. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh. So, you know what? When you Kevin know, Smith – Kevin Smith – He's so hit and miss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I completely agree with you. When Clerks came out, it – it was again. It was like at that time I was I was an aspiring screenwriter. I was like, this guy did this thing on credit cards. I could do this. That was really lightning in the bottle, though. It, it was really lightning in a bottle. And, well, you know what? You know what helped Clerks? The fact that um, the MPAA was going to give it an NC-17 rating and, and due to language, right. and, and they actually said that it's one of the few times in history that the MPAA, the MPAA actually had to reverse their decision because they get sued on it because. It, there's there's no nudity in it. Nope, no. There's no violence, no violence in it. No. Yeah, it was just it was it was it was curt sexual language because you know they talk about snowballing. Yeah, I think it's pretty much like, you know I and having sex with a dead body. Yeah. And, <laughs> I think Jay's character, like you said, he means every other words. You know, what the motherfucker? What the Sixteen bucks, little. I'm not even supposed to be at work today. <laughs> but it's not even supposed to be here. Oh, oh, that all the time. Yeah. And then you, 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 I mean, you move to Mallrats, and Mallrats is, I mean, it's just here. Here's a boatload of money. Can you please make a studio movie? No, Mallrats no, was Mall an underrated was, movie. It is an underrated it was, movie. It was Clerks, then Chasing Amy. No, really no, launched. All right, Chasing Amy came out a third. I was with it with Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Right. Thank you. I thought Chasing Amy because was four. It, because no. you put like you put, in the, you put in the credits of Chasing Amy. To all the people, to all the critics that hated Mallrats, all is forgiven. Oh. Right. 
And with the thing is, I think Chasing Amy is his worst film. I, I disagree. I think that it's just it is. Joey wait Lauren minute, Adams. Wait is, a minute, uh, time out. Didn't he do something with J Lo? Yes, and he, did. he did. Like, oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Okay, did all right. you like that? No, Chasing Andy. Amy is right above. Like, all right, Chasing Amy was my with the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw. Ugh. All right, no, all right. So awful. Can I just? It must be us because the critics love Chasing Amy. They did. All right. Let well actually let me. All right, then it's worse with a cat. All right. Can I, can I just say yeah, something go ahead. now? First of all, Joey Lawrence, or Joey Adams, whatever Joey Lauren Adams. I, I'm having a hard time believing that he's chasing after. I don't find her remotely attractive. I'm like, She's like Renee Zellweger's less attractive sister. Yeah, she really yeah, right. she, she had, Discount she had, Renee Zellweger. Had, she, she wasn't that bad to me. Eh. Eh. I find she, Kevin she Smith to be such a douchebag. <laughs> I just can't. I and think he's such an A-hole. I'm going to get into that in a second. Sure. I mean, and I think the caveat is the acting is really terrible. There are a couple of great moments in Chasing Amy. The, stu the stuff at the comic book convention <laughs> is hilarious stuff, but it just it just devolves into this romantic dribble between Ben Affleck before he actually became a great director and Joy Lauren Adams who can't act. Do you mean to tell me that while you have zero problems? With me sleeping with half the women in New York City, you have some sort of half-ass mealy-mouth objection to pubescent antics that took place almost ten years ago. What the fuck is your problem? Well. What's a Nubian? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Jersey Girl is a terrible movie. Uh, uh, that, that's his worst, I think. We saw that in a theater, remember? We did see that in you the and theater. I were I the think theater. That's and worst. it was like, we get the same disappointment as we did when we went to go see Pe uh, Point Break to watch Patrick Swayze die. Actually, and do you remember, like, wasn't, didn't people clap when Jennifer, uh, when I, I clapped died? when J-Lo died. I, I didn't see it. Too. Yeah, I was like, but, like um, it, and I never saw Cop Out, so I actually can't yeah. include that. Affleck was okay, George Carlin was okay. Like I said, acting-wise, like, they... They tried to do the best job they the could bad with what bad, they the had. The best line, absolutely, absolutely. The best line in that movie, though, is like, "All right, Daddy, I want to go see Cats." Cats is the second worst thing to ever happen to the city of New York. I just want to let you know that right now. Um, then they saw Sweeney Todd and yeah. reenacted Sweeney Todd. What? That was great. That was funny. Well, what's everyone thoughts on Clerks too? Oh, I you know like Clerks too. I was like bad, but when like... I saw Clerks two, I really, really enjoyed it. But Clerks two essentially is. Five guys sitting around a computer, talk, you know, doing fan fiction of think, of what they think a great uh, nerd movie would be. I enjoyed it. it. It would have been better if they'd stuck with the animated series. Remember that contest we won? Two weeks in merry old London, England? Working in an English convenience store. Ah, this is the life. We've just got to get away more often. Pack of fags. You're a fag. It's a cigarette, mate. I'm not your mate, fag. Boy, it wasn't until years later that we found out what fag really meant. <laughs> right, mate? You're a fag. No, a, a fag's a cigarette, remember? You're a cigarette. Yeah. Yes. Damn it, they make clerks too. They were just stuck with the, Come with the cartoon. On. When was the last movie you saw that had a donkey show? Come on. Oh, God. The funny thing is, the guy's like going, he's like, oh, God, cake. He just keeps going. <laughs> he just goes, cake. He just keeps going. His best movie? Dogma. 
hands yes. down, yes. his I, best I, movie. I, because my, there's some good stuff in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I mean, Jane Silent Bob. That's underrated. That was underrated. Jane Silent Bob. No, I just had just a line when he says, "Hey, you're the guy who fucks the pie." Yeah, that's pretty funny. No, no, he's like, "You made the guy arresting." But I was the pie fucker, and of course, was that Dedrick Bader goes, and now he's gonna be the pie. The thing with Morris Day. Jane Silent Bob, though, is like the airplane of Kevin Smith movies. It really is. It refers yeah. to it – it's very referential to past Kevin Smith movies, whereas Dogma is – I mean, it's a completely original story. It's it's well acted. He get you know this is this teeters on you know the whole religious, which uh, I thought just I thought was brilliant with all the angels coming back and just saying okay, well none of us have genitals and we can't get drunk. As I was saying prior to your firefighting episode, I am the Metatron. Don't tell me the name doesn't ring a bell. You people. If there isn't a movie about it, it's not worth knowing, is it? Uh, the, the biggest problem I had with uh, with Dogma is that the effects, even for the time, could have been so much better. He's not that the Kevin that Smith is movie. not a good I know, director so he shouldn't have of tried film. to do the effects. It's not an effect like a shit demon. Film. Come on, the big poop monster. I mean, you know, where else can you get a poop monster? Um, his most underrated movie though is Red State. I, I haven't seen that. I've heard it's a horror You know what? The funny thing is, the reason why I'm saying it's the most underrated because it's the most un-Kevin Smith movie that yeah. he both wrote and directed. Have you, have you seen the trailer for Tusk? No, I have not. Andy, did he have anything to do with this movie that had like um, Jason Lee and some of the characters and it was like drawing flies or something like that? That was in hand. He, that it was in hand. No, I was curious. Yeah. No, okay. I, I'm sure that like he let. Um, I know like Jason Mewes was in it. I know Jason Lee was in it. I know a few of the guy, the characters who were in that movie, but I wasn't sure if he had anything to do with it. Oh, you know what's another underrated movie? His Zack and Mary. Make a point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was, you know, that that's, was, that's, that was a funny movie. <laughs> just rolling his eyes. And at one point, like one of the porn stars, she goes, "By the way, I've been backed up for like a week and something like that, so I got to do anal something like that." And of course, uh, and of course, when the guy plays Randall, there, he's underneath it, he gets shit on. He's like, he just frosts me like I'm a fucking cupcake. <laughs> I died when I heard that line. That's pretty funny. His great, yeah. his greatest movie, I think, is Clerks. Clerks, yeah. Simple enough. I mean, Clerks is a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with Andy on Dogma because Dogma was just. I mean, somebody as somebody who was raised Catholic, I went to yeah. You know, I went yeah. to Catholic Sunday school. I went to church on Sundays, and it it was just like, yes, I this just spoke to me. I loved, I loved. You know, it's a very different movies. If you ever worked in like retail or something like that, you can relate to Clerks. Right. If you went to religion, you can relate to Dogma. So I think again, he, he it's two very different, different genres. Well, yeah, and that's that's the thing with Dogma is that he always said that you know being raised Catholic, this was kind of like a very difficult movie for him to make. Yeah. And then when people started protesting and ever not seeing it, he like. Was hanging out with them with science like dogmas, dog shit. Yeah, and they got upset that. with him because he was, you know, using, you know, using the word <laughs> shit on his posters. So, uh, Jim, what's next on your list? Well, I, I chose Christopher Nolan. I agree. I agree. I, agree. Um, I, I can't deny it. And I will say Christopher Nolan because his movies, the action is always very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's not always the most important thing, but um, there is, they are so cerebral. That many times you've got you've got to watch them multiple times, and to me yeah. that is, and some people may disagree, but that to me is the sign of a really good movie when you've got to watch it again and again to try to get this uh, subcontext. No, I've I watched Inception six times, 
And every time I watch it, I still learn something. You get about something else out of all of his movies. He well, really does a nice job. At what I like about him too is that he's still using old timey special effects. Yeah, I don't. There were very few digital shots in um, Inception. I mean, relatively speaking, there was, there was right. No, I mean, like, well, the, I mean, the world, like the, the, hotel, house, the hotel scene, the hotel that was room all scene, on gimbals. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, that is a great movie, Jim. What what is what is your favorite Christopher Nolan movie? Really uh, I would say Batman Begins. Batman Begins? Yeah. Ba- All right. That's a very you know, good choice. Oh. I mean, Batman Begins is a great movie. I well, like The brought, Dark Knight more. He resurrected the Batman franchise. Yes. Single-handedly. Yeah. It just had a feel to it. His most underrated is Memento. I really like Memento. I get, I'm going with The Prestige. I, I'm going with, I, because I, The I Prestige such yeah. a good blew movie. my fucking mind. And but you wouldn't clap yet because making something disappear isn't enough. You have to bring it back. That's why every magic trick has a third act. The hardest part. The part we call the prestige. The end where where Hugh Jackman walks out and he sees the cage yeah. With all the dead bodies. Yeah, the dead Hugh Jackmans. Oh. Yeah, I, you know, I, no, I like the prestige. Um, <coughs> but like all of it, it took me a little while to kind of well, it's like the, Well, like you said, it's like you got to watch multiple viewings. You're like, yeah. What I liked like, about David, David Memento Bowie was... David fantastic in that one. Memento was really cool. What I liked about it was the way it was filmed yep. backwards. Yeah. yeah. It was mm-hmm. a cool concept. I mean, the prestige had a good storyline, but, I mean, it was your typical... So, you know, thriller, you know, right? Uh, you know, drama, you know, suspense thriller. Memento had a different twist to it that I really liked, and it really does force you to pay attention to the little subtleties to yeah. it. And, and when you finally figure out what, when you get the come to Jesus aha moment, yeah. it's very satisfying. I, I, I yeah. like that's why I liked it the most. I'm not saying its concept is better than the Prestige because the Prestige is really cool. I just like the filming. I thought it was much more innovative. Yeah. So All right. Be... All right. Fair enough. All right. Worst. Uh, Doodlebug in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't. I didn't even want to say that because uh, I, my daughter's uh, nickname. Yeah. Insomnia. Um, Insomnia. Insomnia is Insomnia. pretty bad. You know, I'm actually gonna say Dark Knight Rises. Because you were besmirching a Batman movie. Yeah. It, I mean, what is wrong with you? Because it just seemed like he was phoning the whole thing in. Mm. It seemed like he just didn't care anymore. It's rushed. It's funny is, someone said something interesting four, about the yeah, Batman. for the four-year wait. <laughs> someone said something interesting with the Batman movies. Like they they were good movies, but they just felt like like a like an you know an SVU TV show just with Batman in it. Yeah. You know all the movies. Yeah, no, no, they were good. Don't you? I'm I not don't saying they weren't bad. That because like I do, the I Dark think, no, Knight. I think, it's a good, I think it's a good description because it was too so like in that realistic world where you just had Batman was in it. The Dark Knight is that like, first type of movie though, the first of its kind in superhero movies where it's like. This isn't a movie. This is a film. Right. But actually same, watching something with a lot of gravitas, a lot of prestige behind it. Right. But, yeah. but you but, take away but, from the comic, like, feel of it, like, something like, you know, that, like... But it was so good it didn't matter. That's... But why uh, was it good? I'll well, that one. because... If Heath Ledger, Ledger didn't die before that, and there wasn't that... You know, I, see, I don't agree with that. I, yeah, I, I do. really think I'm that really sells the entire yeah, movie I short I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if yeah, he... Heath Ledger's performance is enhanced by the fact that he died. I don't I'm think not taking good. anything away from it. Right. He was awesome in it. But it's that much more 
just it, it makes you watch it more. It makes you pay attention to things to right. see how much Heath Ledger, you know, where Heath Ledger and the Joker. Right. He doesn't start. win the Oscar unless he's dead. No, no, that's no. absolutely true because but, the Oscars are. But I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I still think that it sells it sells his performance short by saying it was this morbid curiosity to watch his last. Yeah, movie. no, he he was just he was just playing good. But um, he was good. really really but, but good. There was there's he died. And there's something. Yeah, and because he died, all of a sudden, I, all of a sudden, that elevates the performance. I, but the other thing with with the, with the no, Dark Knight, I, though, the Dark Knight was right, so good, and it was considered such a good movie, it rewrote the rules of how the Best Picture nominees were chosen. Well, no, it, it's, it, the, it's the Nolan rule, and yeah. that's we, we my friend Steve and I joke about this all the time. That what's the Nolan nominee? Like in in you know it's it's the movie that gets the most prestige. Get the Best Picture nomination, but doesn't get the director nomination. Right. Well, Dark Knight should have gotten. Inception did get it, and I still think Nolan was robbed for Inception. No one's been robbed ever since he started. Pretty directing. much. So, I, so, I love Inception. So Jim, are you, I, what do you think of? Have you, what do you think of the trailers for Interstellar? I haven't watched it yet. I hear it's terrible. No, no, it's, <laughs> no. I, it's a unique. lot of people that, I've, that are saying that with Interstellar, Chris. Chris Nolan has rewritten the sci-fi genre. This he is, when does it come out? I don't think you can say that until you actually see yes. the movie. Yeah. Well, you until know what he does? Yeah. He's taken a genre that was never ever taken seriously by the Academy, and now they pay attention to it. Well, they're saying they're saying it's gonna, it's this generation's two thousand one. Who's in it? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Alright, 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 alright. Right. Naked bongos time. <laughs> uh, those high school girls, I get older, they stay the same age. Yeah. So Mike's gonna hunt him forever. What's your number two what's your number two? Can I put a little music behind this one? No. Sure. Why? Would you like me to play like the uh, the instrumental Here Layla you while you're Do a little sexy sexy jazz music behind this All one. Right. Still a little playbook out of Brian Dermody's old page. Remember that one? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going Martin Scorsese on this one. All right. Um, and of course I thought just brilliant director <laughs> at the time. It sounds like it's a porn. It's you know sexy, driver. Sexy, sexy driver. Sexy driver. It's got that seventies porn vibe. So no, it's Taxi Driver. Um, probably my favorite. It just sounds like jazz and bubble bath night. Right. The upstairs. Um, no, I just know moving himself up. No, but I thought uh, Scorsese, yeah, I, I always loved some of his stuff, his early, like, 70s stuff. Um, hands down, probably his best work. Um, I would say, for me, I think Taxi Driver was probably my all-time favorite. All for right. me. For you, um, okay. I'm not, you know, Raging Bull was also right up there, too. Ra yeah, and Raging Bull is one of those movies that, even though it was released in 1980, you could consider it part of that 70s. Yeah, it's because, I mean, it was probably, you know, during oh, that time. Yeah. But, um, I guess, you know... Um, no, he had you know had some great movies like Cape Fear was another good movie. Goodfellas was a great movie because yeah. you know Goodfellas is the best thing he ever did. It was when I first met Jimmy Conway. He couldn't have been more than 28 or 29 at the time, but he was already a legend. Now, he'd walk in the door and everybody who worked the room just went wild. He'd give the doorman a hundred just for opening the door. He'd shove hundreds in the pockets of the dealers and all the guys that ran the games. I mean, the bartender got a hundred just for keeping the ice cubes cold. So, yeah. No, Casino. I Shut your feet. fucking up. I, th I, I, think the, I think The Departed may have something to All say. Right. Departed was oh, really good. Departed, oh, Departed, yeah. Yeah. Departed, in my mind, is the best movie ever made. Hey, 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 put the fucking gun down. Put the gun, put the gun down, all right? I came here to talk some sense. All right, just act professional. I can get you your money. What just did you say? I can get you your money. Oh. 
You didn't come here to talk, right? You came here to get arrested. You got fucking tapes of what? Costello was my informant. I was a rat. Fuck you. Prove it. He was working for me. He was my informant. Shut your fucking mouth. Come on. Get up. Well, what is this? A citizen's arrest? Blow me. All right? Only one of us is a cop here, Bill. You understand that, Bill? No one knows who Would you're you fucking shut up. the fuck up? I'm a sergeant in the Massachusetts State Police. Who the fuck are you? I erased you. You erased me, huh? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Shoot a cop, Einstein. Watch what happens. Well, what happened is this bull would go right through your fucking head. Watch what happens. What, so you can get the parade, huh? The bagpipes and bullshit? Fuck you! Fuck you! I'm fucking arresting you! That's the stupidest thing you could do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Then so, that's kind of funny. Then all of a sudden, we did like Hugo. You know, Which, I don't get Hugo. Yeah, I, like, I, I just, You know, actually, Joe, Casino was on the last night. It was bad, night. but it was just like. Okay, you Casino know. is the three-hour-long remake of of Goodfellas. Did you like that movie? No. When we, when we turned, when I turned Thank it on. Thank God she's dead. <laughs> I turned that movie on. It's like it's on cable. Like, oh, I'll just go to put it on. It's always the same fucking scene. It's always the boring scene. Yeah. Where Sharon Stone's run off with the kid. She's yeah. with James Woods, and like a half hour of bring my fucking kid back to me. You're dead. 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 Um. Well. Yeah, well, th here's the thing about casino. It's what in, in, if you talk to people in the industry, when you if you took a straw poll, who's the best director? Ever? Scorsese. Scorsese wins Absolutely. every time, hands down. Yeah. In fact, I am the, he's the most versatile. He's the he can best. come up with anything. He's the easy pick. And he he, he has all these muses that he uses and muses that he, he uses. uses. Yeah. The one thing I could never take that always got me about Scorsese was he insisted on getting Joe Pesci. And making him the same fucking guy every all the same. It's like what you think I'm funny. Just get the fuck up. Right. He is Robert De Niro's foul mouth little toady. Yes. In all these in all movies. The movies, all I can remember was uh, remember in SNL when he did like the guest host. And he's like he's like in like a like a jewelry shop. He's like like checking out pinky rings. He's just like oh. looking at him like with the hand in and out in and yeah. out. I like this one. Let me try this one. The thing, the thing that I love about Scorsese though is his music choice for his movies. Ooh. Well, He's like Tarantino. Well, it's he raids he raids his record God, collection. Yeah, that's Solis, when they did the co the uh, Dakota from Layla. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Ray Liotta was beating that crap out of that guy. That was pr I was like, I love the it. meat locker. Yeah. But yes. But going back to like you know Taxi Driver like that this that sax that 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 sax porno sax music that he played behind. Always you know, back to porno with you, isn't it? <laughs> You don't want to brought up first. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, no. But just that that music in between, like just areas, just can't, can't play that song over and over again. Just very that atmospheric. Yeah. Yeah. Knows yeah. How to that's, that's what it's great. He's movie. an atmospheric director, and that's great. You know, he, he had some great movies. Then of course, you know, you know, I don't know, The King of Comedy. Remember that one? I like um, The King of Comedy. It was okay. Yeah, it was the one where basically you know, like, De Niro, De Niro, Jerry Lewis. Right. Well, that's the thing. De Niro was supposed to be like one was trying to like get on his show and kidnap Jerry Lewis's character. Yeah. Um. But of course, you know, like I said, you know, he had some great movies. I mean, like the remake of Cape Fear. Good movies. It's kind of funny. Every movie I've gone back to has been like the Nero. Mike, as, 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 a, as, a, as a musician, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the Last Waltz. I didn't get that one yet. <laughs> so, last or the uh, Shine a Light. Right. Yeah. Did the Rolling Stones. No, right. no Last Waltz is Chris actually, he's a great director, but it just seems like he always just, after he finishes filming, he always just takes the, the finished product and rubs it through the dirt for a few times. <laughs> the only movie I actually didn't like about him, and um, I don't know, I saw in the theater. I don't know who I was with at the time. Just bring out the dead. You were with me. Was it you? Yeah, okay. It, wasn't it was, that it was good. Nicolas Cage and like John Goodman were like, oh, yeah. Like, just answered was... your questions. <laughs> right. It was awful. Why am I not this movie? It was just dull. It was just... Actually, I could do you one better for worst movie from Scorsese, Little Buddha. 
Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Keanu Reeves, Reeves Bre- as, the, the uh, as the Dalai Lama. How does that dude still work? <laughs> How <laughs> on earth does he still get the he, he must have pictures yeah, or a cost yeah. the size of a, a freaking Duraflame log. All right, Mike. Well, I'll do a round table on this because right. we no, we're not done yet. Okay. Um, underrated. Let's do a round table real quick. Underrated, underrated? Scorsese um, movie. I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's a few. I don't think he has any. I'm not going to go with Shutter Island. Gangs <laughs> in New York. Gangs in New York. Thank you. I was going to say the same thing. How do you that's underrated? You had all kinds of Academy of nominations. For yeah, that. but it didn't do really that well. Yeah, and the critics didn't really love it. Oh, another bad one. Color. Well, it wasn't bad. It was okay. Color Money. That's okay. Well, Cruz is in it. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> no, you know what? No, you know why? That's the movie. That movie relaunched Paul Newman's career. Mm. It won him an Oscar. And he went from there. He had a lot of money after that. He launched that healthy food. And it re- and it also re- cut in, a, in an obtuse kind of way. It also relaunched Eric Clapton's career too. That's oh, yeah. true. That, and then the Michelob horns showed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the funny thing was, I remember um, my, my father and I used to always go play pool like every weekend. You do all those douchebaggy Tom. Oh, absolutely. When I started winning, <laughs> but the funny thing is, my father loved it. I used to always do it. God bless the, you know, God rest the soul. I used to always do that. Whoa, whoa. And every time I started winning, he used to start laughing his ass off. Because real pool junkies, by the way, love that. Oh, of course. Didn't, yeah. Didn't Scorsese? My dad and I work. Didn't Scorsese like edit one of the uh, MC2K movies? I think he may have. Was, he was, he was like, an editor for the, the Woodstock documentary. I think he was like one of those Japanese dub movies. Ah. Uh, Jim, do you have a a, a um third? No, do you have a uh, underrated Scorsese movie? Um, I mean, I guess I'd go with Gangs of New York. All right, and I saw it. I actually thought it was really good. I thought I, there was like five great performances. In that. Yeah. Um, the Age of Innocence, then. Those are the Aviators. Uh, those are the He just he. I love the Aviator. That's another one that yeah, I don't think it's enough. That was it was like there, I've never but you're seen really... that. I need to see that. I, you the... have my copy of no, it. No, I no, I sold it. I it was the Howard Hughes movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did they show the urine bottles? Yes, they do. Yeah. Excellent. I All want right. to watch it. All right. All right. So for our third, we ju- we gotta we're running really long here. So okay. just um, pick okay. the name best, worst, and underrated. All right. My third, Robert Zemeckis. Okay. Best, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. All right. Worst, Death Becomes Her. Okay. Underrated, Used Cars. Okay. And must watch this Who Framed Roger Rabbit. All right. Must watch. What about Back to the Future, sir? It's, that's easy. That's an easy. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's a well, I understand, movie. But, but no, thing, but but Who Framed Roger Rabbit was such a groundbreaking movie. It's the most innovative out. movie of its time. Absolutely. And he did such a good job of integrating, because he's a very special effects driven uh, director. Right. Yes, he is. And he did such a good job of integrating the animation with the live action. It still looks good today. Even it still in the holds definition. up. And where else are you going to see Bugs Bunny? And Mickey Mouse yep. and the Tex Avery, you know Tom and Jerry, and all these it classic was, yep. cartoon characters in the same movie. So you're not going to count any of his terrible uh, Uncanny Valley animated movies? Mm, no, I think that. <laughs> what about Beowulf? Did he do that? <laughs> God, <laughs> yes, he did. Here's what we're going to do: we're going to shave 300 pounds off of Ray Winstone and make him look cut. <laughs> hey, here's a good. Uh, he, I mean, it's like he just bent over, spread his butt cheeks, and took a giant crap all over <laughs> over the legend. <laughs> over. One of the great literatures of our time. Yeah, and for me, it was just a seventh high school assignment. There you go. That was great. I think, I think overrated movie is Forrest Gump for him. I, oh. I think I agree. 
I agree. It, it, it's, a, it's a good movie, but it got such rave reviews, and I just don't think it and deserved it. And it won it. Academy Award. It just doesn't it deserve Starring it. Starring Usain Dolt. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I just don't think You know, the thing with the, the issue with Forrest Gump is because it was, you know, touted as this, this great technological achievement, they could have done a way better job repixelating the, the, the mouths of the, all these people and getting better voice actors. Yeah. Because in all honesty, it sounded like guys doing impersonations of guys doing impersonations of, like, are you Kennedy. Re, are you retarded? Yeah. Yes, yes, he has to wear pee. It almost looked worse than like a Bruce Lee movie. Yeah. <laughs> you sure are quite, quite the athlete. No religion, too. All right, Mike. All right. My last one is going to be uh, Brad Bird. All right. This should be quick because he only did three movies. Uh, four. Four movies. He's done five movies. Five, okay. He started off with The Iron Giant. Okay, which I've never seen. Oh, wait, no, awesome. that, that was a short. Sorry. So he has done four movies. Yeah. All right. Uh, he did The Incredibles. The, the best Pixar movie ever. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and then the well, movie Ratatouille other. might have some. And then yeah. Ratatouille, he also did. Both great movies. And then he did Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Which actually, isn't bad. Yeah, it's it's one of the better Mission Impossible movies. Um, for a weak thing, for the worst, I'm gonna go with a music video he directed. Oh Jesus! Do the Bartman. He did do the Bartman. He did do the Bartman. <laughs> God, that was made in 1990, and it was so 90s. 1991 <laughs> yes. was making fun of it. Um, for underrated, I'm gonna go with the Iron Giant. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. It's, it's a great it's movie, a great but, movie, but I don't know isn't it Don Bluth? No, 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 uh, it's no, Warner it's, Brothers. Yeah, it is because of the because it, it, it looks Diesel like Don Bluth. Yes, yeah. yes, he did. Oh, it oh. looks under, it looks Don Bluth style, but yeah. All right, so and uh, he's writing uh, The Incredibles too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know, finally. I'm surprised, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised it's taken that, uh, this long for the sequel to come out. Well, we're going to have Cars 3 before we have Incredibles 2, because, yeah. yeah. We'll have boats at that because point. logic. Oh, All sure right. we'll have boats, actually. So my third is Woody Allen. Oh, I love Woody Allen. Especially his 1970s. Andy, I would like to take a waffle line and smash him upside the face. He's such a despicable little asshole. I can't stand him. I don't like nibbish humor anymore. All right. Look at me. I mean, come on, come on. Come on, Andy. You really, you really can't like my movie. Oh, do you really, like, you really can't like my movie. No, yeah. Big breasts. <laughs> I'm gonna marry my daughter and my granddaughter and my niece. <laughs> Little asshole. Yeah, All right. So, I mean, best movie, Annie Hall. Mm, yeah, yeah I, I suppose for, for lack of other choices, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Bananas wasn't. Um, oh, yeah, worst wait. movie is pretty much anything from two thousand from from two thousands up until uh, Midnight in Paris. Didn't he do What's Up, Tiger Lily? Yes, yes. which is actually a very clever yeah. movie. Actually, it inspired Mystery actually, Science yes, Theater. Yes, it did. One movie that I thought was actually around his radio days. Yeah, not, that, I was going to go with that. I love Radio Days. As is underrated. Radio Days is one of the funny, because first of all, it's just him doing narration. He's not actually in the movie at all. Um, well, you still hear his voice. You still hear his voice, but it works for that, for that time period. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mia Farrow's got this great bit where she's trying to be a radio <laughs> actress, and she's doing voice lessons. Hawk, I hear the cannons roar! Is the king approaching? Um, Get so. regular with relax. <laughs> It's 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 a it's a fun movie. I love that the parents in in Radio Days argue about the stupidest things in the world because that's essentially what my parents were like before they eventually split them up. What's what do you name? mean the Atlantic Ocean's a greater ocean than the Pacific? Well, what's her name from um, uh, Marge Simpson? It's voice. Julie Kavner Julie and uh, yeah. Um, oh God, Michael Tuco or whatever the yeah, guy so, from yeah. um, from L.A. Law. Right. So so that's all I'm going to say about Woody Allen. Young Seth Green. Yes, that's true. He was the kid, Jim. Go to Mike. Don't, Mike, what's yours? 
Uh, going with Stanley Kubrick. All right. Stanley Kubrick. Um, I think uh, probably, you know, going with probably his strongest movies, um, probably like The Shining and Full Metal Jacket. Right, Full Metal Jacket's Full Metal a great Jacket. movie. Um, awesome. 2001 I, was a good movie, but it's so weird. It's like, what the hell is going on in this movie? But it's like, I you could don't. not watch it. You know, it's one of those things. It's an I, unwatchable, it's it's the greatest unwatchable movie. Yeah, exactly. I, I still will go, don't still understand go what the um, end of, I still don't understand the yeah. end. And The Clockwork Orange. Well, he was a writer. A Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork Orange. I think his weakest movie, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh my god, what the fuck was going on in that movie? Absolutely, you know. You're the one who has all those parties. I mean, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of Nicole Kidman boobs in it. Yeah, and boobs. Boobs, yeah. I don't like Stanley Kubrick. You know, the thing is, like, I, full, really I love Full Metal Jacket, but it just, it had the cardinal sin of coming out right after Platoon, which is the greatest Vietnam movie ever made. <laughs> I think one thing about 2001 and Clockwork Orange probably had some of the greatest classical Piece of music. Oh, absolutely. Ever. Great use of classical like it was music. Great music, classic. Great version classic. But it doesn't so, mean that the movie's watchable at all. Like, where, no, where you, but. Apocalypse Now is better. Um. Yeah. You know what's funny? I've never seen Doctor Strange Live. You've never seen Doctor Strange I've never seen it. I know. It's Oh my god. It's those things where it's like you've seen it, you know it's there, but you just never had a chance to catch it. Uh, you know what, though? That movie is more Peter Sellers' gig than. Yeah, yeah, yeah really I agree. Sure. I agree. And he's brilliant in that. There's also Spartacus. That's another great movie. I just think Kubrick is way overrated. I, I don't think he's 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 entitled to all of the You know what? I, I'm sure him. that every every actor he ever worked with who was still alive when he died took a good healthy pee on his grave <laughs> when he was dead yeah. because he put them all through hell. Yep. I mean, his output he's he's got a very minimal output, but my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff he puts out. So Jim, what do we got? I have Ivan Reitman. Oh, good oh, choice. Nice yeah, good one. one. There's well, another one. Well, you know, it's but it's kind of about the same thing as Hal Reynolds. Yeah. Because he directed Strikes, one of the funniest movies of all and time. And Ghostbusters. He did Meatballs. He produced Animal House. He yeah. did Legal Eagles. He did Buck <laughs> Teeth. Um, like crazy. Okay, Andy's going to be like, what? But he did do um, Kindergarten Cop. What? Oh. oh. Not a tool that mom. was a funny movie. Oh. Actually, he did. He actually did three uh, Schwarzenegger comedies. Junior. All, all, of, all, Junior. The, Junior all the funny bits in Kindergarten Cop were in the trailer. Yes, they were. Other than that, it but was he also did twins. He did Evolution, the one we talked about earlier. These are lovely cookies. I'm looking forward to tossing them later on. I, 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 I didn't mind like Evolution. Oh, he was. I liked Evolution. Yeah, Dave, I didn't mind Dave it. But the problem with Evolution was I like Dave. Dave is underrated. The thing with Evolution is they were trying to make it like these, this is the next version of Ghostbusters, which, nah, you can't go that yeah, far, but no. it was a good movie on its own. Yeah. All right, if we're supposed to be shooting through this, I will say uh, Must Watch, Stripes. Yep. yep. I would yep. say worst. My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, that was, oh, that was fun. You don't rank violent day. off of the crap that one was. He was the executive producer of Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> oh, boy. And um, underrated. Well, I guess Dave. Dave. All right. Yeah, yeah Dave, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I love Dave. I love Dave. All right, so real quick, because we're running horrifically long here. Yeah, exactly. Just going to blast through some names here, just um, good, bad, and different. All right? James Cameron. His name is James, James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. No budget too steep, no seat too deep. Who's that? It's him, James Cameron. Uh, good from uh, the eighties to the mid nineties. I think after Bad True Lies, he he's, he was he was taken away by body snatchers. Yeah. No, he, you know what? He's he, he's he's turning into an old Michael Bay. 
He's getting bay-eyed. He, yeah. he, he, he's just being caught up with, with his own cult of personality. Well, exactly. And he's in this his thing now where he's not in the movie business. He says this himself. I'm not in the movie business anymore. I'm in the Avatar business. Yep. The highest grossing movie that nobody actually liked. Yeah. <laughs> I've never watched it. It's fucking awful. Well, Andy, awful. Yeah. that was going to be one of those movies. There was no way you were going to watch it. Exactly. Just go watch Front Gully the last Rainforest. It's a lot better. It's right. the same plot. He he seems like he has a big ego. He probably could do with somebody taking that harpoon and shooting him up the ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I want Avatar two to fail in the worst way. Just just to take him down. Well, a don't worry, yeah. it won't. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, I mean, uh, the guy's the master. He's a master. Yeah. He's a master of suspense. Best yeah. movie. Absolutely. Best of his movies. Favorite. Best uh, rear view, rear view, rear, uh, rear, rear window. window. Absolutely, I fully agree with you. Vertigo is really good. Did you see the, uh, oh, yeah. see the movie they did? The uh, was it that movie based on his life? Yeah, it was, like Ian yeah. Hopkins played. It was okay. Yeah, it was, yeah for, it uh, for me, it was Birds. Well, see, the Birds I was is a, say yeah, the Birds. birds. What Because I just saw it for the first time last year, and they drive off. I'm like, all right, they're coming back. They're coming back with with knives and hatches. They're gonna fuck these birds up. I just love there's no I just love that there's no music whatsoever in the entire movie. Yeah. The entire soundtrack's just burst. Yeah, he's yeah. um and the thing is he he's got such a dark, twisted sense of humor to yeah. it. You can see it in his movie. It was so sophisticated for the time. Oh, Way yeah. ahead yeah. of anybody yeah. else. Except yeah. Oh yeah, he didn't bring up Baz Luhrmann. That's right. <laughs> oh I didn't. But... <laughs> Will I lose anybody? Well we don't people? really have another hour to get into the OVO of um Baz Luhrmann. That's, but, that's, that's another episode. Bring up Ray Bolt. All right, so next up, Michael Bay. Let's just Ugh. cut this short. What's your favorite Michael Bay movie? The Rock. Yes, The, yeah, rock. the rock. Yeah, all right, moving Maybe on. Maybe Bad Boys. No. No, oh, it's The Rock. The rock. Mike, I'm making up your mind for you. It's The Rock. Well, because I, I can't stand Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but I can't stand Martin Lawrence. Okay, fair enough. All right, there we go. Yeah, all right. Damn, Gina! <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. Ooh. I love Boogie Nights. Great Boogie Nights is just like the usual yeah. suspects, one of the best movies made in the last 25 God, years. God! Parker! Love that. No, okay, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Big Dick. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, though. I can never listen to Sister Christian ever again. Nope. Without seeing or Alfred Jesse's Mal girl. Or without seeing Alfred Molina dance around his friggin' underwear <laughs> yeah. and the friggin' robe open up. He's like, hey, guys, I love this song. Let me turn it up right here. Yep. I'm like, oh, God. That man would go on to play Dr. Octopus, ladies and gentlemen. The funny thing is, <laughs> you like, throw him the idol. The funny He'll thing is, the schlong. How creepy was in what, what, not without my daughter with, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, anyway. All right. Next up, Darren Aronofsky. Who? Um, Ooh. well, he directed Noah, which is a steaming pilot dog shit. Yeah. When the rock monsters showed up, and I'm not a religious man, per se, but I knew there was some bullshit going on <laughs> when the rock monsters showed up. Um, he he directed Black Swan. He directed um Life of Pi. He directed Pi. He, he's he directed, a very he's a very cerebral director. Yeah, Life of Pi was very good. Not Life of, not Life of Pi. A Pi. Pi. Like a movie about an apple pie. Isn't no. the one that was the guy like sitting in his room? Like, yeah, he also like did Requiem for a Dream. And so he also did the Wrestler with Dominic Moore. Yeah. I like the wrestler. It was it wasn't bad. Yeah, and with, with Requiem for a Dream, it's just ass to ass. All right, next up, um, Peter Jackson. We kind of went over yeah. already. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. The Coen brothers. The Coen brothers. Yeah. Old brother Overrated. Now. Overrated. I, I, would never yeah. I, I think it, it's tough. I, I love Fargo. I love Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona is a great movie. I just can only take so much bluegrass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Coen brothers. Hey, look, Bob Burnett. Bob doing the soundtrack again. Wes Anderson. The Grand Budapest Hotel. I can't. 
I heard it. I heard it's really good. I think Wes Anderson is so impressed with himself. He is. Okay, yeah, he has all these weird ghoulish people who are miserable walking around a giant house. Okay, we've seen it. But they they usually have the best soundtracks out of any movie to get released in any given year. The Life Aquatic was a good movie. I I enjoyed it. I like the Royal Tenenbaums. Mm -hmm. David Fincher. I started off bad, got much better. Yeah. Okay. I love Seven. I love Fight Club. Uh, I'm not a big fan of those guys. All right. So actually, Seven. Seven, seven rock fucking rocked my world. Seven was such a mind fuck that it's like yeah, seven's good. Yeah. All right. Next up, David Lynch. Again, um, start. I love Blue Velvet. He's too. He's out. He's too out there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You got to be in. The, I happen to be in the mood to watch him. Yeah. And frankly, that doesn't happen that often, but I want to watch him. So. <laughs> it usually involves uh, yeah, some herbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oliver Stone. Too full of himself. My movies have to be three hours long. Um, Minimum. I, I did. Platoon, Platoon is an awesome movie. movie. Platoon is the greatest Vietnam movie ever. I love JFK. Oh, yeah, I love JFK as well. Oh, yeah, I, I, love love as well. Yeah. I think that um, Kevin Costner and his fabulous <laughs> accent, billion, Boy, the, the ability to, to, to mimic any accent. All right, Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Um, no, he's actually American. He's actually the American. He's still American. American. Yep. He was actually the animator for Monty Python. Yeah. I love Brazil. Brazil, yeah. I love Time, Time Bandits. Bandits. Time Bandits. I, like I, I enjoy I Time, like Bandits. Time Bandits. But uh, he's he's again another one that's just out there. Yeah, but I mean, I mean he doesn't make that many movies yeah. anymore. All right, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, if you like the Ocean's Eleven movies, you'll like Steven Soderbergh. Crash was good. Mm-hmm. He didn't direct Crash. He did Crash. No, uh, no it's Paul I, Hayes. I, I like the first. He did Ocean's Eleven. Okay, that's what. I like the first Ocean's Eleven. The second and third Ocean were. 12, Ocean Ocean's 12. Twelve was terrible. Ocean Thirteen was a rede- it, it, was it was like it was, it was like it was like Danny Ocean in the Last Crusade. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I, 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 I like the first one a lot. Yeah. The second one was like, hey, the popular crowd in high school is making a movie. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mel Brooks. Oh, two of the oh funniest. He, he made two of the funniest movies ever He's made in the world. He's He's the world ways. part one. Josephus. Blazing Saddles and Young Blazing Frankenstein. You're Saddles. the piss boy! You look like a bucket of shit! <laughs> Actually, yeah, Mike and I, I mean, you guys go with History of the World, I go with Young Frankenstein. Blazing Saddles. Fle- like Spaceballs. I don't care Blazing for Spaceballs because it really is like scary movies. What about Silent Movie? Would you say that's his worst? No, actually, high anxiety. No, Dracula Dead and Loving It's his worst. That, yeah. yeah. Well, you know Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, it's so pretty far. bad. Oh, no. It, it's Dracula bad. Dead and Loving It is worse, but Robin Hood Men in Tights is not good. All right, and then finally on this list, Christopher Guest. I love Best in Show. Um, Best in Show is I, I like Waiting for Guffman. Waiting That's for a great Guffman. movie. Because Mighty of Mighty the, the amount of community theater we've yeah. done. I mean, yeah. we, we have dealt with these guys like, no, I you know. people are, are bastard people. I'm going to go home and bite my pillow. No, I mean, you, but if you've done community theater, you've been around all these people, you know, the theater couple. You know, yep. Yeah, the guy, the people that get cast <laughs> in every fucking thing. Excuse me. What? No, I'm sorry. No. I got one more director. All right. Uh, let's go a little for it. George Romero. Yeah. All right. No, he's hey, I have this games. idea. The dead people walk and eat your fucking face. Hey, let's, well uh, let's do that for five million movies. But he also gives Creepshow, too. Creepshow That's was true. Great. Creepshow was good. Remember Monkey Shines? Jesus. The guy in a wheelchair. So basically, George Romero. Yeah, George A. Romero. He's All right. The Dark Half. What else do they have? They All right. Yes. We gotta move on, Mike. We gotta move on. Oh, if come you, on. We, I know. Once we you get to Monkey Shines, we're done. Uh, we're done. No, but the Dawn of the Dead movie was great. 
you know. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is his best movie. Yeah. All right. That was probably a great, great point. All right. So let's move on to some segments. Um, so real quick, we gotta we gotta just address the uh, elephant in the room. Uh, last night, um, which was August 11th, uh, Robin Williams passed away. So when did you know, like, that she was the one for you? October 21st, 1975. Jesus Christ, you know the fucking day? Oh, yeah. Because it was game six of the World Series. Biggest game in Red Sox history? Yeah, sure. My friends and I had you know, slept out on the sidewalk all night to get tickets. You got tickets? Yep. Day of the game. We're sitting in a bar waiting for the game to start. And in walks this girl. It was an amazing game, though. You know, bottom of the eighth, Carbo tied it up at 6-6. It went to 12. Bottom of the 12th, in stepped Carlton Fisk. Old Pudge. Steps up to the plate. You know, he's got that weird stand. Yeah, yeah. And then, boom! He clocks it, you know. High, fly ball on the left field line. 35,000 people on their feet, yelling at the ball. But that's not because Fisk, he's waving at the ball like a madman. Yeah, get over! Get over! Get over! And then it hits a foul pole. Oh, he goes ape shit, and 35,000 fans, you know, they charge the field, you know? Yeah, and he's fucking pulling oh, no, up. He's like, get out of the way, get out of the way. I can't fucking believe you had tickets in that fucking game. Yeah. Did you rush the field? Uh, no, I didn't rush the fucking field. I wasn't there. Oh, he hung himself with his belt. Oh, Jesus. I just wonder what, I mean, for a guy who seemed like he was, I mean, he hadn't had a lot of movies, good movies in a while, but I mean, he was a part of so much, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I ever laughed harder when I listened to um, Robin Williams live at the Met, live at the oh, Met, first right? time that and Eddie Murphy are like the always delirious. Are like, go, oh, I'm sorry, but these great albums. And he yeah. just did, you think about how many. I mean, he had a couple crap ones, but he had just way more good, great movies that were he, so he, funny. He was a font of talent. He was. They well, he, he, just, he, he could improvise. He's the best improv, improvisational guy. But he was. Yeah, am, they said he was an amazing talent. They were talking about him yesterday. Who's who's. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler was talking about him. He told, yeah, he was talking about him. And he said like he would go in and he did, he was like doing Shakespeare, like he was, doing, he was at a college or something like that, and he was doing all this funny stuff and then making everybody laugh, and then he would launch into um, like Hamlet, and he said right. he was amazing as a serious. Actor. Well, he, he went to Juilliard. He was a, he's a Jew. He was a Juilliard trained actor, and but I mean, like you said, live at the Met. I remember listening to that when I was like. 11 and 12 years old right now and it's like that's when i really kind of had a context with the comedy that he was doing and i i had never laughed so hard in yeah. my life up to that point he, now he was a like you said he was just a, he was, he was so talented phenomenal. and you know you find you, you hear all these testimonials and he brought so much joy to people yeah, yeah. and it's just too bad that he couldn't get is, help and the thing is no. he could he could tailor himself to whatever audience like he could do he could make kids he could do something for kids yeah, and they would be just on the floor laughing. Well, yeah. Well, I think it just shows that, like I said, you know, sometimes you know the person needs the help most. Demons, person, you know, it's really, it really is. Well, when we, oh, I don't know to say it's demons, but I'm gonna tell you now. But it's it's one of those situations where it's like he did, you know, it's like, like Jim said, he didn't get the help he wanted, right? So, and that's the point. And it's depression. I mean, depression. Yeah. And you can. There's a lot of people. Out there and it doesn't know. matter. Yeah, you mean, there's you, many different levels of it. You think at 63, you get, you pretty much get your shit figured out, but you know, it's not always true. No, exactly. Especially you know, because he did have a history of he was, a, drug he was a tortured yeah. soul he was yeah. a tortured soul i think he bought a lot of stuff so all right so um we're gonna actually because we're running really long we're gonna be skipping our stupid stupid and trailer park and we're gonna go into the shills but i'm just gonna kind of throw out the show that we're gonna talk about real quick because we've already all seen it now thank you joe yeah, okay. um hey. guardians of the galaxy excellent 
Awesome. What awesome a piece movie. of shit. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> that was how you really feel. It was, it was great. It was excellent. Uh, yeah. Seriously, I don't think I've ever had this much fun in a Marvel movie. And I fun. love the Marvel movies, obviously. But you saw Amazing Spider-Man 2 and you said you had a great time. <laughs> I especially like the um, the Pharrell Williams bit where the he was doing uh, Electro's inner dialogue. <laughs> the fuck was that about? Uh, seriously, I, when we were watching that, I really felt like watching Chris Pratt. I was watching a star being made. Yeah. yeah. This is this is the this is the first step in a big jump. I, I, I guess I, right now doing serious stuff. Right now, way. I am super excited, even more so for Jurassic World. Yeah. Because. He is going to... For what? Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. He's in he's, it. He's the lead he's in a lead. Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean... And if he does well in that, we, like you and I were talking about yesterday, Mike, if if he does well in that, and he gets to like Indiana, something like the new Indiana Jones this reboot... This guy's the limits for him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing, because this guy really is known for being the guy who sat the on goof. the couch as, the, as, the, as a guest part on Parks and Rec. Yeah. I mean, he'd done stuff before that, but Parks and Rec was well, really what broke him. Well, he's best known as uh, Amy Paris's, uh Anna, Anna Paris's husband. husband. Yeah, yeah. Right. and now it's the other way around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seriously, what house, what, house Bunny wasn't a good movie? Come this on. could have very well been the best use of CG I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. yeah. Rocket Raccoon stole every scene he yeah, was in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's kind of funny, there's a lot of people when they first heard Bradley Cooper's going to voice, like, oh, it's Bradley Cooper. But I'll tell you, he, he owned it. He did a great job. Yeah. He owned did, it. All right, the and biggest you even complain. I think you complained about it a little bit. No, I actually didn't complain because I'm like, okay, whatever. You're I'm, like, I'm uh, done like figuring it out. But Dave Bautista was actually the biggest yes, surprise in the entire absolutely. movie. Absolutely. His people are completely literal. Metaphors are gonna go over his head. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Because he has what they the did with lines. that character and just the he takes everything literally. literally. He doesn't know what metaphors are. <laughs> yeah, so when you get to Ronan, you can uh why would I want to drag my finger across his throat? throat? <laughs> well, you know what I thought was a real big departure was uh, Benicio del Toro played a creep. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. But I bet you didn't see that ending coming. I did not. The, okay. okay. My brother-in-law saw it. Yeah. Not um, Jay. Yeah. I go. What did you think of the? You know, after the credits. Oh, I didn't stay. I go. How many of these have you been to? <laughs> you didn't stay. No, I wanted to leave. Here. But I'm I sorry. will say one thing too. I like the fact that again they brought Thanos in. He had a small scene, but they what did didn't you guys, do a lot with him. What do you yet. think of Josh Brolin as Thanos? He didn't do enough for me to say like he was shitty or it anything. Wasn't like that. I yeah. thought he was going to show up again. He didn't. Right. I'm disappointed. I, I thought. But you I know thought, what? They're still. they still just teasing. Oh, I know he's coming. I, I think his voice was perfect for yeah. it though. Oh, it's this is just. I mean, seriously, it was probably the best combination of action, comedy, Lots and of just comedy. pacing. Oh, there wasn't a, there wasn't pacing. a down moment in the entire movie. You didn't feel like it was a. And when there movie. was a down no. moment, they actually filled it with stuff like that whole thing with um. With uh, Star Lord, you know, giving the headphones to Gamora and yes. saying, "Well, the Prophet Kevin Bacon came." Yeah. <laughs> I think the two also with, with Guardians of the Galaxy was this is a this is a genre of Marvel that wasn't as popular. We're not talking Avengers. It's or the X-Men. cosmic. Yeah. So it was more. Right. But here's the thing: you had a lot more. I'm not gonna say room for error, but you had a little more time. You know, people didn't know about it as much, so this is a good way to introduce it. They had and nothing they had to lose. They had nothing, exactly. And but the thing is, though, they played the characters up very well because actually, Star Lord's really not that much of a goof. No. But um, he's actually more of a serious guy. If you ever watch comic him, books, well, not no, serious. No, he's but, a goof. Well, not serious, but there's times that you know he does. He has his but moments. even Yondu was cool. I I, I gotta yeah. give full props to James Gunn. Oh yeah, he took he took everyone and used them perfectly. I mean, who who 
they he Dave Bautista is no actor, yeah. but he no, used but he, he used yeah. him he exactly used right. He, he used his strength. Yeah, and we you know Joe and I were talking about this before um, we hit over to Mike's house to, to record that on there was an honest trailer for um, Independence Day where they're saying back when summertime movies used to be fun instead of and they cut to The Dark Knight um, Rises. <laughs> Where's the trigger? Where? <laughs> and it's like this was this was back to a fun summer blockbuster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tons of fun. I, I seriously, the last time I, I laughed that hard at the movie was actually the Lego movie, also starring Chris Pratt. Yes, not yeah, yeah. Just um, one of the boys. No, oh, it was that. That was that yeah. movie was hilarious. Actually, Neighbors is pretty funny. Uh, oh, Neighbors was hilarious too. But I left. I didn't watch that in the theater. So, um, global consensus. I think we all loved it. Oh, yeah, one, of, one of my favorite Marvel absolutely. movies is the Geek Salad. Stamp of approval. It's the Woo! summer. It's the summer winter. All right. So next episode, episode one oh two, we return to some old stomping grounds. <laughs> it is round two of Marvel versus DC, where we are going to champion our thing. We do have set questions. We're going to use the same exact set questions that we used last time. But Jim is going to be our moderator, kind of like uh, Tony Reality on Around the Horn. <laughs> Wait a second, oh, he's a, a Marvel that's guy. That's a real fair resolution. No, no, no. Jim can be very, very, he can be, you know, he, you know, he looks at He can be sides. neutral, huh? Ideally speaking, we will also have a guest uh, a guest host as well with Catherine coming in. By the way, are we looking at just movies or are we looking at No, everything? we are looking, Mike, go back and listen to, do you remember the episode number? I don't remember. All right, was, it just, just look for, yeah, yeah go, go through the archives and look for Can Hawkeye Kick the Green Arrow's Ass? No. Oh, and yes. listen to the, no. just yes. listen to the entire podcast because we, stop that. What? Uh, we <laughs> actually, I think, I think that the questions were fair and yeah. we get in better detail with them. So, um, so if you have anything you want to add to it, if you want to talk about either one's timeline or DC's complete disregard for their own timeline, <laughs> or Marvel's for that fact, the fact that they can't kill anybody. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, that balances, right that balances out. it out. Exactly. You can hit us up at our our email, um, geeksalad at yahoo.com, at our Twitter page, at Geeksalad Radio. Uh, please like our Facebook page. The, the likes have kind of dried up a little bit. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, also, you can check out our full archive at... Um, Podbean.geeksalad.podbean.com, uh, uh, and the website is now available. www.geek-salad.com. I'm still working on still the, technically uh, under construction, guide, yeah. but we are embedding the links to each and every show that we have on the Podbean site yep. directly through the thing. And we should probably start re-archiving some of that stuff as well. Yeah, I've noticed that as I've been going through it. Yeah, um, so, uh, we're still on Stitcher, so definitely can check out our stuff on Stitcher or the iTunes Store as well. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. German here wants to die for country. Oblige him.